forever. Dog. Warning. The following podcast may contain devil dung, buttermilk farts, blushing hubbies, and bras, bras, bras. We stroll to the turn of the century by way of 1955 as we talk weird old bullshit that used to be on Main Street on Podcast The Ride. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, a podcast about theme parks, but also shockingly often weird old meets. Uh, I'm Scott Gardner, joined by Jason Sheridan. Hello. Uh, meets, M-E-A-T-S? Yeah, not meets? not meetups, no. no. I, like, I, I wouldn't say that today is largely about weird old meets, but we are talking about weird old stuff on Main Street, and uh, that includes restaurants, and restaurants in the 50s at Disneyland had to include weird old meats. Oh, yeah. It just didn't, you know, doesn't count as a restaurant unless there's something you would never put in your mouth today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, and joining us, uh, hmm, mm. hmm, the video watchers. This is a video one, by the way, and you can find that on the Forever Dog YouTube. Um, but the video watchers can already see an empty chair the listeners, uh, you're, you'll figure this out with us. Mike Carlson, hello? I did no. feel about like 150 pounds lighter or so. <laughs> he's probably he's more than that. I don't know. I think not he to is. Give him, just I didn't by, want by to sheer go, height. By sheer height. Yeah, yeah. By sheer amount of him. I, I, I didn't want to go too much more than that and be like, you know. He's, well, he's not here, so you don't want to start saying, yeah, yeah that 230 pound. <laughs> yeah. is, I, I don't don't believe so. Uh, um, no, Mike. This is, uh, so he's late. This, this does not happen usually, and I think normally we might just wait on it, but we're here at the Glamorous Forever Dog Studios. We want to get moving, use the slot that we have. Yeah. Uh, he texts us that he's late and just start without him. So this all is being done with his his permission. Um, you know, if this feels this is interesting. First of all, I think yeah. this is a this, this hasn't we've done one just you and I, but not one where we will start just you and I, and then there will be this burst of absolute panic, just sheer. I love the it. most, and and we all get it together. The listeners get it. The watchers get it on the Forever Dog YouTube channel. The bundle of stress that we're like Santa Claus is coming. I love it. Stress a claws. Stress a claws. I absolutely love a little bit of chaos, a little bit of uncertainty, mm -hmm. and you know maybe it's just the the hunger. Maybe it's just the hunger of not having done improv in three years. It's just like a little bit of the unknown. Yeah, well, fun. sure, sure. You know, we've done our little, we've done our live shows, but we aren't like, you know, we haven't done a ton. You had this weekly slot uh, uh, that you have not been been back to, but the people who were up live all the time, the Chris Rocks and the Dave Chappelle's of the world, they've had the wild cards of uh, people trying to kill them. Well, you know, you haven't had that level no. of something unaccountable from the audience. No, I, I have not. I mean, I guess my equivalent would be like, 
a hungry coyote trying to steal like the ham sandwich I packed in a Ziploc bag in my bag. Like, hey, get out of here, pal. Does that, has that has that happened? No, it hasn't. No one's saying that would be my equivalent. No one's. No, no, I'm not saying anything too incendiary that someone would be coming after me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just general interest in things that uh, that people might have. Yes, your weird meats. A yeah, coy- a, my a, weird an animal meats. might want your weird meats. Yeah. Um, but so we'll just see. We'll see when the bomb goes off. I don't know if it will be in. 10 minutes. I don't know if it'll be later than that, because does he remember that today is at the glamorous Forever Dog Studios? Well, yeah, I, you know, I was, I did something similar a few weeks ago where I should, I, I was a half hour off. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I was driving over when he texted and was like, where are you? And I'm like, in the car. What do you mean? And I was like, oh no, it's one, not one thirty, isn't it? And so I started using... Uh, an old shared cal- I have a podcast right like Google Calendar mm-hmm. that I think should I, get the listeners on that too, it. so you know yeah, what's coming up. You yeah. know where we are, and that, that we're that we are producing the episodes. There's more going on with Club Three, so if you want to keep track of our iCal, yeah. make sure we're hitting these dates. So I'll I'll remind him that that is he can punch that into his the calendar is calendar yes app. I use the calendar yeah, yeah. I'm on yeah, the calendar yeah. you send me those invites um and well uh the issue that you have with Mike though is that you get him on those alerts and then you get lost in an avalanche of a hundred. <laughs> Alerts of like uh, there's a new kind of Batman sticker yeah. uh, releasing. There's there's new. You can get a deal of uh, uh, two fries for one at a restaurant that he doesn't like. Right, that's right. I forgot about all his notifications because I yeah. said I turned all of mine off except reminders and text messages and phone mm-hmm. calls. And that so when I, if I get a weird notification, it's like oh fuck, I downloaded a new app. Got to turn that off. Fuck mm-hmm. that up, you know. <laughs> But he's Mike, Mike like just the 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 more the no. more that he can he's just he's he's like through the looking glass like every day is like the end of two thousand one. Yeah, he's just... still somehow getting Circuit City notifications. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah zombie accounts closed. Yeah, he's, stores that are yeah fries electronics. He's getting alerts about the deals. He's getting the HBO Go. Like this app is no longer supported. Please download HBO Max to continue watching HBO programming. <laughs> well, it might come back. I mean, the effort it would take to uh, to, to shut off the alert, like in, yeah. in that time, you might as well just leave it on. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um. Well, we'll see. We'll see when it happens. We'll uh. And and boy, it's it. This is a good one for video because the empty chair i'm just looking up at our monitor the empty chair is a very funny visual i'd also so think it's very funny if he comes in totally prepared for a different episode that's possible too yeah yeah if he's like oh god so what does everyone think of the king arthur carousel (laughs) (laughs) that's fine we can pivot we can half and half it you know we'll just we'll just we'll leave like an index for the listener or uh okay so if you want King Arthur's Carousel, remember, half of it is in the Weird Old Main Street episode. Oh, yeah. That was a thing for a little while. I don't think it lasts. Smart podcasts what? with, like, chapters, and I think, like, the the image could would change as you went through. 
Mm. I don't think this caught on. Mm. It sounds exceedingly complicated. Absolutely. More yeah. effort than we want to put in. But we'll but we do like complication. So if we can yeah. create a scenario where there's gotta be a lot of different arrows drawn to different podcasts. Yeah. Uh I mean we've done that. We have a we have a podcast series that uh, picked up uh two years later with one with a secret title. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people yeah. still haven't figured out I know. the secret title. If you go if you go to our Patreon and listen to the episode Universal Cruise Line, yes. a little Easter egg happening in there. Yeah, yeah. Which was, I mean, that was still fall 2020. We were all insane. And so I think we were, oh, a little bit. Of, we love doing little surprises. <laughs> and listeners seem to like it. I don't think a lot of other shows do surprises. That's well because they don't care. They don't give a <laughs> shit about you. Yeah. But we do. The two of us do. The two of us Elite, do. The two of us who cared enough to be here on time for you and pointing in this video iteration again at the Forever Dog YouTube channel because people seem to get confused where, where that is. All right. So yeah, there's all right, there's confusion with that too. Um, what goes I, where, what episodes are where. Yeah. Um, but let's let's kick it off proper and we'll allow Mike to give any Yeah, we'll give him the thoughts. log line and yeah. <laughs> Remind him what it, what it is. Um, but today's episode, I mean, look, we haven't, I don't think we've landed on the name exactly, but in my head, at least what, what it is thematically is weird old Main Street bullshit. That's, that's kind of what we're addressing today, which is to say attractions, and I say that with like the floppiest, limpest uh, uh, quotation marks I could possibly do. Yeah. Things that visitors could experience in the first five years or so uh, in in Disneyland's beginning area of Main Street, USA. Yes. Um, Yeah, a lot more exhibits, a lot more um, sponsor Mm tie-ins, and not just like this restaurant is sponsored by Kraft Foods. Sure. Like an an exhibitor sponsoring and maybe showing you the history of something, showing you their products over the years. (laughs) Uh, and solely to cover some of the costs, because that was what an interesting fact I found out is, is a lot these leases. Um, it, it was like a five year lease, and Walt wanted the first year and the last year up front, so oh. he could have a little operating money. So the other ones you can pay like regular retailer rent. Oh, interesting. Well, and and it was so, like early Disneyland was such a weird risk and calamity. That that's that's sort of a big ask. If Walt is saying, "Hey, I need you through 1960 and give me some of that cash," they might be thinking, "What if there is no Disneyland in 1960?" I think that was a very real possibility. Ex- yeah, extremely, especially given some of the things that we will be talking about. Because if this this is what, like, I think we've had some of these stray, like, oh, I heard they had this in the early days and this and that. And when you look into it, you really start to go, how did Disneyland make it? Disneyland was sort of like, this is what they had, all the hype, they hype it on television for a year. And then it has, well, you know, we'll get into it. But um, it's, you know... Uh, a lot of it is extremely mundane, I would say. Yeah, and some of it makes sense. Uh, you know, like I'll, I'll throw out a, gen- a kind of a generic one: the book and candle shop. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Like candles, kind of a go-to when you travel to tourist destinations. That's like, oh, it's a nice thing, and it'll remind me of the trip. I can bring it home for myself. I can bring it home for a gift. Um, makes sense, especially the idea of Main Street being 
you know, I was telling you before we start recording, there's so many articles just say it's based on Marceline, Missouri. And kind of, the answer is kind of. It's more based on like uh, John Hench and a lot of other Imagineers talked about. Like, it's based on the idea of a perfect Main Street, like in the past. Like, mm-hmm. nos- there's a little bit of nostalgia here, and memory is kind of a difficult thing, you know? Because you're saying that. If it were more literally based on where Walt Disney grew up, you said yeah. it's not a it's not a particularly glamorous place. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of places back then, uh, the main streets, while they were like everything you needed in town, so everyone could walk there or take a horse and buggy or early cars. Um, it was filled with mud and everything was painted like one or two colors. And there were newly installed power lines everywhere. Like it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A kind of gross. It doesn't look like the World's Fair. You, you know? had to go elsewhere in Disneyland if you wanted a bunch of mud. There yes. definitely was mud. There was mud. They did get that. But the idealized perfect Main Street, they were trying to keep spick and span. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, we're we're doing this, by the way. I think this episode will be landing kind of right around the the anniversary day that you know that mid July point, which is Disneyland's birthday. I think the sixty seventh anniversary, I believe. If I think that's right. Is yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. Um, happy sixty seventh. Uh, you doing anything for the sixty seventh? Um, this I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think I blacked out for a little while. <laughs> You're, yeah, uh, we're celebrating by not going, even though we gave them a yes, bunch of money. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Blacked out on the past, not like blacked out on like Walt Scotch Mist or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's an idea, though. It is, we'll see yeah. how I feel when July seventeenth rolls around. Oh, that's something to do on July fifteenth. That's an episode. Eat. Eat, drink, and smoke like Walt for a day. Yeah, yes. Well, you know what I discovered over the course of, of this bit of research is there is a book called Eat Like Walt. There is a there's a handy guide to how to to do exactly this that we've been talking about. I have seen that book. It is and it is it an official Disney? Book? I don't I don't believe so. Oh, okay. Um, Because every now and then there's some very specific books and it's like, oh, wow, Hyperion Publishing, you know, like. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. Here's what I can say is that I went to the website eatlikewalt.com and the mouse ears that I saw on it seemed not standard issue. (laughs) Like the, you know, it's a circle and the two circles, but they seemed like maybe calculatedly like legally in the clear. We make them a little smaller, a little asymmetrical, then maybe Disney can't come after you uh um but anyway that's what i think like you know it, it's it's opening day week we did this episode two years ago that i enjoyed so much about disneyland's opening day which seemed like such bedlam and such w- just odd wild west where obviously there, there was the wet cement and there wasn't working water and there were monkeys with organ grinders and then the host of the broadcast cheating on his wife live on the air while hopped up on meth, essentially. <laughs> uh, uh, I've just been so fun. That just made me go like, wow, Disneyland really was, even the clips that they choose to show you of that opening day special can still kind of give you the man. It's Art Link Letter and it's Ronald Reagan and then, like that's Americana right there. But if I, I think if you get past kind of the, the wall that they've set up, and see like what that park really was for the first year or so. It was weird and sloppy, and it is kind of amazing it made it, and it's such a like tent pole of culture now. I uh, yeah, I, I you know when I we first I start, started reading stuff about this and everything, and and I 
I was like, oh, am I just, you know, looking at it through like 2020 eyes? Like, is it, mm-hmm. was it stuff people actually liked at the time? And to an extent, maybe, but then also you see the like stores that aren't stores. You see the like, I just need a little operating money. Like, I, I'm just trying to get anyone who will take it. Yeah. You know, yes. in here. And then you start to dig down the specifics of like, no, that can't be. I can't be right. No, that. Oh my God, it is right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of them are just boring. Like, I honestly, and I don't mean to like say this won't be a good fun episode, but true, like the things that I don't have a bunch of stuff prepared about, there were things that were so boring that I, I did take like a hard nap yesterday because I was looking <laughs> at a big article about the Disneyland baby shoe store. Like, there's got to be something interesting in here somewhere. And then, oh my God, I went out. Just like a brick. Oh, is that Grandma's Baby Shop? <laughs> you know, confusingly not. It's not Grandma's Baby Shop. I did shop. come across Grandma's Baby Shop, but sp- separately there was something called Bluebird <laughs> Baby Shoes. So gra- Grandma's Baby Shop is not Bluebird Baby Shoes. Because I, I didn't see much on it, but as soon as I saw, in, in reference to another place we'll talk about, said, it's right past grandma's baby shop. And I was like, grandma's baby shop, let's fucking go. Yeah, I was upset there wasn't more information about grandma's baby shop. Yes, I, you know, uh, I think Yesterland, one, one of them, Yesterland, very, uh, a very good website about like stuff at the Disney parks that's not there anymore, pretty thorough, uh, quoted um, someone, uh, an art, another website or another article was like, there is not a lot of documentation on the book and candle shop. <laughs> and it is God so it. weird to see these places that are pretty thorough say that. But then when they say right after grandma's baby shop, it's like, is that the funniest phrase on <laughs> Yesterland? <laughs> right after grandma's baby shop. It's only for like, yes, I want some things for my baby. No. Get out the door. This is for grandmas to buy for babies. Yes, it would be. All right. If you're a grandma and then you also have your own new baby, that's allowed. But no moms mm-hmm. buying things for babies. No, no. <laughs> grandmas only. Uh, so, all right. To start getting into some of these things. And by the way, like just the way this has played out, is this the first episode in months where the phrase "bad boys of Boston" has not been said, so we've made far it like fifteen it twenty minutes. With, well, I, I did it. I did it by you. You did it. Let's not tell him we mentioned that. Oh yeah, you're and right. let's yeah, see yeah, if yeah, it yeah. comes up organically. Let's see if he naturally, if he comes in so guns blazing, knowing like what has been lacking in his absence, he's just gonna come in and start shouting "Green Day, Green Day, Green Day." <laughs> <laughs> He's got to make up for it within a, a, a thirty seconds span. Yeah, and also like the idea, like there's not a, uh, I'm not gonna dox the man, but there's not a straight shot from his place to where we are on mm-hmm. a freeway. So he's on surface streets, mm-hmm. and this, uh, for whatever reason, uh, this time of year, the San Fernando Valley has decided, like, time to get some construction projects done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm checking that still now. This is my this is a very late mic. This is an extremely late mic. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Let's start talking about these old-timey stores. There's one I'm going to save for him because 
he's he wanted to talk about it. I'm gonna wait. Oh, I don't know what that one is. <laughs> oh, I'll just here. I just I just won't do it uh, for the time being. Uh, um, but what do what do we do in the meantime? Let's. Uh, uh, okay, so one thing. All right, so w- here's a general thing to say about Main Street. You go there now, and it almost feels like just one big run of. Disney store, right? Yeah. Like there like there's separate store fronts, but you kind of just walk through all of them and there's subtle di- like all right, here's this one has more shirts and this one has more toys. And then there's like ice cream and candy and whatever. Right. But it definitely feels like it, it does not feel like uh, 15 distinct businesses or anything. No, with some except with like a rare exception of like okay, that's the coffee, the current coffee shop, and it's a Starbucks mm-hmm. now. Um, there's a jewelry and watch store mm-hmm. that that does connect to the other stores, but it's kind of on its own. Yeah, yeah. Um, but besides that, yeah, it's just sort of like you know, it's it's all places where you buy stuff that is cute and Disney ish, essentially. Not so much the case when it started because they knew they wanted. This Main Street area, and they knew they want like, all right, we want it to feel like an old timey town. But then, what is what is in these places? I feel like they were starting to build the stores and didn't know what was going to be in them. And then, right. once built, what you ended up with was a bunch of was literally a bunch of different businesses that were all often competing with each other for. <laughs> business of the like restaurants specifically this was not a main street thing but there was a name that struck me a couple years ago whenever it came up that there used to be a restaurant in frontierland called don defore's silver banjo barbecue yes and that you had to learn who's don defore just a guy could have and not a character this isn't like you know uh like sleepy's pillow hut or whatever yeah you're a real life man don defore and like because those individual businesses made money separate from Disney, they did they had to compete against each other. So like he was worried he was going to lose people to the chicken plantation or whatever other old timey place there was. Uh, so he had to like start putting spotlights on the restaurant. <laughs> Like the park had to let him point a bunch of spotlights at his own place just to get people to come to his because it was kind of like tucked away and uh, <laughs> uh, easy to miss. So this this is an early thing about Disneyland I think is interesting that all the stores were uh, uh, fighting each other. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, I I think another another um distinct and I hear keys. Mm. Could this be Nope. <laughs> nope. Been... False alarm. Get in here. Oh, here he is. Go. And there you have it. <laughs> well, the walk of shame Why begins. Why does this have to be on video? <laughs> Why does this embarrass You're me? You're not on video yet. You the, can collect yourself. The you have not shown have been up on watching on an empty chair There's a for stain on my shirt. <laughs> 
It is such a shit show <laughs> with it, my life right now. Everything's fine, but it's such a shit show. If it makes you feel uh, any better, there. My, oh, I look awful. <laughs> you look great. I'm so sorry I, to the why, listener. Why, so, sort of the, sorry to the listener who's just listening, but there's video component, and I look like crap. Look at the video to see how crappy Mike looks. Look at this stain. Look at the stain. What is it? It's wet. Mike, if it makes you feel any better, I, I have a small stain on my shirt because this is a real vintage. I'll tell a story about this shirt. This is a real vintage. To Jeff Kotcher, I bought it March tenth, twenty twenty. We had just recorded the Islands of Adventure what happened preview March episode. Twenty twenty. Oh, I this went was... to a crowd Jason Trader loves, Joe's. You love any like, and guess what? The week was. It may what? have been a March in a what? certain year. <laughs> uh, and I went to a very crowded Trader Joe's to buy canned goods, like a blizzard was coming. And uh, sure enough, so you got a giant bean <laughs> so stain got, on your. What's the? Stain? I bought a two dollar oh. vintage Epcot shirt at a. Uh, uh, Salvation if, if Army Mar- or some sort of thrift. There's going to be a time when you're in like a kind of like a retirement home, and you're going to start you're going to start like conflating that March week in 2020 with 9/11. <laughs> you're going to be you remember you remember March 9/11? Yeah, 2020. It's a real. <laughs> I Ir- bought a can and a shirt. <laughs> a much more uh, annoying Irishman hours. But hey, let's not dunk on me. Let's dunk on Mike a little <laughs> Yeah, you're more. right. Yeah. This is an opportunity. It's Jason. It's, it's time to dunk on me, and I deserve it. I deserve it for the way I look on cam. First of all, but also for my tardiness. Hey, look, in the interest of solidarity, there, I just dumped water on myself. Now I am also well, stained like thank all you. of you. you dr- it's a clear stain, but you can kind of, like, I am sop- I am sopping wet. You so yeah. if you feel more sparkling water, d- yeah. noted for removing stains. <laughs> No, Scott's making it oh, better. No. Well, He's I'm making gonna... his stains better. <laughs> sure. Preventing future stains is what yeah. it's doing. Oh well, I have nothing stain-making on my person, so um, you okay? How you doing? I'm all right. I'm a little stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> a little stressed out right now. We had the discussion of do you... Did you? I, we were like, well, I hope he knows it's here too. Oh, I didn't know. I, you, well, I, yes, you're right. You're mm-hmm. correct that I assumed the opposite. So <laughs> that was correct. But I did. I did have a half second to double check that um, before I left and went, oh shit, it's farther. <laughs> I mean, it's farther than where we we oftentimes you were record. slightly delayed because the iMessage search feature is still this many years and just absolute dog shit. On yeah, I, I did look because because yeah, that's I don't want to get into to the weeds of how uh, this organization runs, but uh, we yes. did a little. You'll have to listen and find out. <laughs> I will have to listen. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I it's I did do a quick search. I definitely wrote it down wrong, and then there's other, you know. Look, there's secret, there's secret reasons <laughs> that I can't reveal yet. <laughs> what's going on in my life? You, lo- it's you like know? Doughboys. It's like Mitch. You're also in the Twisted Metal show. You can't. Yeah, talk I am about also. I am also in the. T- there's a new character they're adding. But you it's are so secret. They can't. They can't talk about it. Uh, no, it is nothing. A career. Well, I guess acting wise, no, it's not nothing. Nothing like that. <laughs> I forget. Are we, we were recording, right? Yeah, we yeah, were you walked into a, yeah, 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 for yeah, half yeah. an hour. <laughs> this, and we decided to live stream this. Everyone's did watching you, uh, it live too. Did you do any of the episode, or did you just roast me? We were just kind of getting into the the speci- you know generic stuff about early Main Street and how they had to like yes. fill the space and like first and last year rent up front. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, and- we did discuss how even if you had a, a calendar alerts correctly that it would get lost in an avalanche of 
alerts for restaurants yeah. you don't like and stores that have closed for good. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and like $2 off like a new Marvel Legend uh, alert. <laughs> if there was a toy that was a slightly discounted toy, I would be like getting alerts and it would cover up what I was supposed to be doing. Uh, yes, that's true. Um, so anyway, I am here. I mean, feel free to destroy me if you'd like. I do deserve it. I'll take my lashing. You already have saying. the stain. You bear the scarlet letter that is the the stain. Any idea what the stain's from? I know. I think it's just. It's probably water. Mm-hmm. I think it might be gone already. Mm. Not mine. I I poured a, a bunch on my on this <laughs> which is not visible. If you as both, far as I can if you both want to throw viewer. water on me during the show, <laughs> I'll take that. But there's equipment. I guess the equipment might be. Uh, uh, hurt by it. We, I don't want to mess up their equipment, and I would only do it to help people. I would only do it if there was an ice bucket challenge. If in, there, yeah, if there was play. some sort of charity events, mm-hmm. then yes, okay. Would it be a viable episode to go back and do to just cover a bunch of people's ice bucket challenges? Because it was a great thing that like hit everybody. Everyone did. Lots of weirdos did, from Mike Love to George W. Bush. Yes, everyone that's true. got to put their stamp on the ice bucket challenge. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I'll go back and like, you know what I'm watching tonight? Ice bucket challenge. Is that true? Yeah, a little bit because I like the George W. Bush one because Laura Bush has to act one of the worst actors <laughs> ever on the oh, earth. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, like she's supposed to do it, and then she comes in with that smile of nervousness when you've never been on camera before, and mm-hmm. like I, I didn't want to do. It. I didn't want to mess up my hair. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, I think that's viable. Mike Love does it at, uh, in a concert and at such a gunpoint and not understanding what it is. Mm-hmm. And then it is so sad when he challenges Mick Jagger to do it because, like, dude, Mick Jagger's not watching one of your YouTube and videos. And he, didn't, he didn't do it? No, he, no. My, I, I, Mick if, did if it? Mick Jagger ever did an Ice Bucket Challenge, I don't think it was because of Mike Love's... <laughs> challenge being issued i see well uh, i i felt like the celebrities were like doing that in sort of con like there was some sort of plan but maybe that's wrong maybe they just picked some of they liked um, i'm not sure i think some of the that's an interesting study you could do if you were analyzing ice bucket challenges is unanswered ice bucket challenges oh and that's a ice bucket idea. challenges outside of your league like reaching for somebody somebody who, too like, high too high no, look, i know you're sort of famous but like obama's not gonna do it because you said mm. to do it who uh, Jamie Kennedy? I don't know who. So, like, if we had said like uh, Pod Save America guys, we challenge you. They're out of our league, so they would not have answered us, and it would have been embarrassing. Obviously, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll get to their league someday. One day, yeah. We're trying, but yeah. you know, well, the you more know. the more we're late, and the more we're. That's why you know, if for only that reason to yeah. just catch up to Pod Save. Sure. Yeah, we just need to vote a little harder. <laughs> And then maybe they'll dump a little ice. Yeah. <laughs> they'll finally answer our ice bucket challenge <laughs> seven years later. Oh, um, Here's what, you know, but you know what? This isn't about roasting and it's not about being mean because we even, we haven't really gotten to a specific location yet in weird old Main Street bullshit. And we saved the one that you wanted to talk about, which is the bank. We saved yes, the bank the for you. Bank. We didn't, if we really were vindictive, we wouldn't have let you talk about the bank. But... <laughs> And after all that, after half an hour, all right, we're there, everybody. The bank I'm is cry- what we're. <laughs> I'm crying on the way over here. Like, I want to talk about the bank. They didn't get to the bank yet. I want to talk about there was a bank on the street. An actual bank. 
a functioning yeah it's a functioning bank, bank. just a bank it was the fr- and the first thing when you came in like if you go into Disneyland now and off to the right is the Disney gallery and or maybe like a that like corridor of bathrooms that are the first you use when you come in but like the so Disneyland's here you're in it's Disneyland the realm of magic here's a bank yes it's like now I yeah I like, I'm trying to think of what's better. I think it is better that you can buy like a Mickey statue where he's like tugging on a firefighter's outfit or something there yeah. now instead of it being a bank. Mm-hmm. But if I'm t- like, if I'm thinking about Disney as a real place, I do really like the idea that there's just a bunch of like stupid daily tasks you could take care of on Main Street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that there's something fun about it. You would have like because like you would have liked to you might have like saved banking to do a hundred percent. I would have saved banking for Main Street. Don't you think you would have done it? We would have done a little bit like these two like like we're the first guys to ever think of this like ten years ago. Been like you want to go down and make a deposit and be like yeah. And Jason and I would have like two envelopes yeah full of cash that we were going to deposit at Disneyland and be like this is how we do all of our banking. Like we would have absolutely done that if it was still there when we first started going to Disneyland. Because because again, I do want to emphasize an actual bank cuz some of the places were simulations of business weren't actually yes. yeah, yeah, their yeah. businesses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And or like um I bet there's people in Florida cuz Florida still is a barber shop. Really? Yes, right, yes, right. A functioning barber shop. You get your I know haircut on Main Street? You can yes. get your haircut on Main Street. I have heard some people like, oh, it's time for baby's first haircut. We're getting it done on Main Street in the Magic Kingdom. Oh, because they're like happy to be at Disney World. And yeah. It's like a first by... thing. It's a first time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I'm sure there's Orlando locals who it's like, time for a haircut. I'm going to make a reservation and make a park reservation to get a haircut on Main Street. Would right? you not do that? I would I, I would also do that. I would probably that. do that if time, I was close by. Not every time. If there was a Disneyland haircut, I would have tried it probably by now, at least once. I wouldn't have, and I'll tell you why. Because it would suck and cost $250. Well, it would suck because <laughs> it's $250. But don't you think they'd have some sort of whimsical 80-year-old man who's, like, cutting and he's going to no. give you the hot shave? And it's like, why don't you do it once? Like, you do it in... And like, well, one time. You're yeah, in yeah. the window on Main Street, and you're kind of a, a display. You're kind of an attraction. Oh, they make you a little, a little show. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Maybe once you would do it? Yeah, I would consider doing it next time I was in the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, you got to well, now. Well, now we there. have to do it. Now all three of us People have to are... do it. Ideally, in at the same time in chairs next to each other. Oh, can we? Can they do that? Is it I like don't a, know. Is it like a sport clips? <laughs> is it like multiple <laughs> chairs? I, I was picturing the old like a couple, well, like one or I feel or like tw- there's two chairs probably. Okay. Can they do colors? I'll I don't dye know my, if they I'll do dye, dye my hair on Main Street. I've never dyed my hair before, but I will dye my hair on Main Street. In an old-timey barber shop, you're going to go bright blue. I want to get as much as you can get there. Hmm. I don't know if he has blue. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. That feels like that would take a long time to color. Because if you're going different colors, I think you have to bleach. And then I, like, it would have to dye it yellow and then go blue. And you're on vacation also, so now you're using hours for yeah, this but, haircut. But it's content for us. Oh, That's true. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they have the menu, what you can do? You got to get your eyebrows removed. (laughs) All of your arm hair. I want to see if there's like a menu. How much hair will they touch? Yeah. Hmm. Um, Now I'm wondering, like, is, have they relegated this to the app too? Is this now like, in theory, simpler, but more of a pain in the ass? Because you can't specify, you can't talk to a human over the phone. 
Yeah, it's a good question. Child, okay, services available. Child haircut, my first haircut, adult haircut, beard trim. So mm-hmm. they, they're not going to color your hair there. I don't think so. They're probably not going to shave you either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. Well. Well. The beard trim. Well, trim. Yeah. Maybe you're not getting the like the warm razor out. No. But mm. I'll get an adult haircut. It doesn't starting at twenty one dollars. Mm. Cheaper not, than Floyd's. Well, Cheaper than local. Not chain so Floyd's. bad. Yeah. I guess I made. Yes, you have to do it. Well, I let's see how those hidden fees <laughs> stack up. Aren't you suspicious of this at current Disney World? <laughs> A service that in the real world is usually much more expensive hmm. is twenty one dollars. You, yeah, twenty one dollars gets you the high and tight, or gets it shaved all the way off. <laughs> Sorry, that's the price. Twenty one dollars is the, the cost for a haircut. We cut one hair. Do you want us to cut the others? <laughs> <laughs> that's just the going through the door fee is twenty one dollars. One hair. I cut one hair, that's a dollar. Another hair, a yet another dollar. And like Mickey's just got a calculator next to him, and it's like one dollar, two dollars. <laughs> you have a thousand hairs. Shapek approves of this, not just because of all the hidden fees, but because he's like, hey, hair, make haircuts as expensive as you want. Not a problem for me. That is gonna, that will, <laughs> that is definitely on his to do list. He's got like a big board. It's like Issa's like evil board or something, and it's like make haircuts cost at least five hundred dollars. What is left to make more expensive? Mm-hmm. All right, charge per brick that you step on. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the new dis like Disney Disneyland magic uh, ankle bands. Mm-hmm. We track. It's a fun thing where we track every step that you take mm-hmm. in the park, and it helps with fitness. And you get a little sticker at the end, <laughs> and Goofy says, "Good job." And yes, then we charge you for every for all the wear and tear that you put on bricks. <laughs> And cement in our park. We're helping your heart. So pay us. We're pay us for your heart help. Um, but yeah, so bank, they had a bank. They had a bank. And I you, like, yes, I like more mundane stuff. I like, I would like more of it, is what I'm saying. I would like more things like that mm-hmm. available. I know they did have it. Obviously, we're talking about that. But well, you say it's mundane, but here, like, here's a description I read of what, what you could do there. The, you know, there's a vault. You pass by the vault that is holding money and documents. And then the branch manager, Leo Wagman, sits in a nearby armchair behind a roll-top desk, nodding and smiling at the visitors. Hmm. So you come back from Disneyland. Hmm. How was Disney? How was Walt Disney's Disneyland? (laughs) It was great. I saw Leo Wagman. Who's that? Is that Hmm. a character from a movie? (laughs) No, he's a guy at a bank. You know, like a fun movie about a bank or like the the Mary Poppins bank? Mary Poppins bank guy? No, Hmm. bank God, Leo. He's, a, he's a real bra- he's a real branch manager for Bank of America. <laughs> this guy is a famous Disneyland character, though. Now, he I mean, now. we're getting him out here now. Yeah, we're getting the word out about Leo Wagman. Leo Wagman. Some of my information today came from a really strange book that I think is called like Fifty Fivers or Class of Fifty Five. Something my parents gave me for Christmas one year. That is a book that tracks every single human being who worked at Disneyland Whoa. in the first year. Wow, wow, wow. And like then you read the like they they tracked them all down and there's at least a little information like this. He's from Fullerton, but then he uh, died in La Palma. So like, got, it's that like the stories are not magical. They aren't yeah, interesting. Right. It's just like, here's people. Do they claim to have everyone? Yeah. And there's I mean, there's hundreds of little. Sure. Uh, is Leo in there? But yeah, yeah. There's an entire like I don't have it with me. There's a whole separate besides what I just read. There's a separate Leo Wagman 
section. Oh, okay. Where you find out where he was born and I assume died. Wow. Uh, has anybody here ever known the name of a bank employee that they would go to a lot? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, like they might have like thought I did if I went more than once, but I didn't remember their name. Did everyone go to the bank as like children to open up your first savings account? And like it was a big deal because you sat at the desk with your parent. I, mean, I, I did not have that. You never did that, Jason? No. Um, I think, yeah, I did something like that. I mean, we had the, like, the bank was next to the post office, and they were both across the street from the high school. Right. And, and, you, and you got, like, a little book because it was 100 years ago yeah. <laughs> when we were children. Yeah, yeah. I got, you know what I'm realizing now is that I, I'm potentially introducing a new second gate character because I believe I got a mascot character for a bank, the Harris Lion. <laughs> Oh, I believe I had a plush. Hmm. Let me look him up. We got any info on Harris Lion? Um, is the Harris Lion cute? Uh, Harris. Let's see. He for sure is cute. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like a more of a Midwest. I think it got bought. Yeah, I got by bought by BMO, BMO Harris, BMO. But they Lion? kept Harris. I guess so. BMO. Hmm. Harris Bank. Here he is with a Bulls jersey. I mean. He's not the cutest, I'll be honest. <laughs> no, no, not really. I like him. He's not not cute. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's this bank. I may have had this bank as well. A bank? You mean a the piggy Harris, bank? A literal bank, a yeah. A lion bank? That does look familiar. So this is a new guy, Harris. Oh, that's fun. I'll, I'll do this. Hold up to the... <laughs> there you go. Mike is now here to show you banks, a, a little bank that he has. And hopefully, I, my biggest fear during that was that... Uh, Something that's happening right now. I wasn't going to get a bunch of panic text messages and show those to the camera. <laughs> but luckily, those came before and will come after. It's <laughs> another thing. Uh, you are, no, you have full transparency to the listener. Um, I guess that's that's the bank. So there was oh, your, well, you got to do it. You the vault the is bank. still there. Did you say that? Or, no, no. The vault is still there, and it's still being used to house very expensive things you can buy from the Disney Gallery. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There is that little, like, nook. And it's it, big. And it's a big, it's a big thick vault. bank vault door, which I got, I never questioned what it was. I thought it was just theming. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's fun. They put the they made a vault for the special things. But, like, like I've walked by there before, and they had, like, a full, like... I'm trying. It's not. It wasn't on an animatronic, but it was like a recreation of the of the guy in the haunted mansion with the dog. Sometimes ah. it's just like a some sort of statue. Sometimes it's like a one of a kind artifact. And sometimes it looks like it's just a picture in there, and you're like, "Well, that's not as. This feels like it should be some crazy expensive thing." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sometimes or maybe people's they actual financial information, which is what used to be in there. Yeah, sometimes it should just be like ledgers, bank ledgers, and like withdrawals and deposits, and uh, yeah, I mean that's got to be in there somewhere, right? Uh, maybe it doesn't. It? <laughs> like in the wall somewhere, and like a but there weren't some safe deposit secret. boxes there. No, that no. would have been amazing. You couldn't do your escrow services. You couldn't besides do besides that, right? The surfing bank robbers from Point Break did not try to heist the Disney World bank. <laughs> but what a great novel for what your new novel great, series! Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Bodie is back. He did not totally eat shit at the end of the movie and die the in ma- the big wave. <laughs> Jason Sheridan presents the Main Street Files. <laughs> Disneyland. About, uh, it's a Disneyland meets Point Break. Yeah, it's Disneyland adventure. meets Point Break. They're 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 uh, seventy page paperback novels that Jason writes. Yeah, <laughs> they're like those series of the guy with the adventures at Main Street. Yeah, the Main Street Files. 
You could write one of those. I could oh, try. For, yeah. for our Patreon, Jason's going to say he's going to write a 70-page novel <laughs> for the highest tier. When did I say that? <laughs> Just now in my imagination. Oh, okay. Did, yeah, on the car ride over, did you have a conversation with me? Do I just appear There's when you're lot. running late? Like You Michael, are like my great kazoo. Michael, you show yeah. up all the time in my life. Link. It's not 11, dum-dum. It's not the right time, dum-dum. Also, I'm going to write a novel. <laughs> <laughs> there's a weird video of jordan peterson going around where he's in the scare he's in he's in like a jack skellington suit and he's doing this odd screed about uh, oh, elliot uh, elliot page uh, uh yeah about? yeah but the only part i saw is this weird like uh we'll see who gets canceled yes, that. like the... i was like this is like great kazoo a little bit he's like a big tall great kazoo he's like, yeah so he long is... woke mob i forget what he says woke moralist Moke, you woke dumb moralist dumbs. you dumb yes <laughs> it's it's lit because he's joining ben shapiro's daily wire now oh yeah as a contributor oh, the same family as gina carano's movie that's right uh, fire the on the pra- terror on the prairie which is somebody pointed out sounds like that 30 a 30 rock fake movie <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah he's so he's so there's they've they've shot a video i don't know i was, I was like do we have to explain who this guy is like in the middle of main street but jordan peterson is like an annoying guy who's like always mad crying at, mad at trans people and always crying and like trying to get kicked off of twitter and yeah he said yeah. something derogatory about elliot page he, and then twitter kicked him off and now they they made a little super villain video of him for daily wire <laughs> He came we'll back. We'll see who cancels who. Yeah. We'll see who He says, like, we'll see how. Yeah, like, it's a weird, did somebody write it? Did the writer of Terror on the Prairie write this little monologue? What he came back him? after uh, attempting, his his daughter tried to get him to eat an all-meat diet. And then he was addicted to benzos. And then I think she took him to, like, a weird, uh, in like, stay in rehab and russia or somewhere in far eastern europe and uh somehow came back somehow is doing the rounds again <laughs> and it was like the most fragile person <laughs> yes every time uh, why are we he's talking got, about this guy now? we can stop hold on, hold on. Oh, we, we didn't have to keep talking i'm sorry no, this, guy, no. this guy is insane he's a cra- like he was clock's mad. T- that- clock's ticking. When the when it all right. Uh, it's it's eleven thirty three right now. No more. Eleven thirty four. We're done. He was mad about like the Sports Illustrated cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the woman didn't look like a woman from the nineties on the cover, and he was like, yeah. "You're not fooling me with this. I won't be tricked. This woman is not the same weight as the woman in the nineties." And people were like, uh, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> well, and what's important is that anytime this guy farts anything out of his mouth hole, that we Twitter needs to make it be trending. Well, that's there a, is yeah. no that's other choice. Absolutely. We're trending but it to, now, but it is it is like, dude, what's wrong with you? This gaunt crying man who clearly has consumption has some thoughts <laughs> has some thoughts on Lightyear. <laughs> <laughs> and That's Jason it. summed it up. All right, mm. Some door slammed, vault door slammed. We're shoving Jordan oh, in there. Man, you brought up uh, heists. There was there was a heist on on Main Street. I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into that story. Oh yeah, yeah. You ran into yeah. this uh, at at the restaurant, the Red Wagon Inn. This is now the the Plaza Inn, I believe, down mm-hmm. at the end of Main Street. Uh, and there was a a heist there of some kind in 1960. It's a really weird story where a guy at the restaurant was taking 
he was like moving money from one place to so like from the back of the restaurant to like what technically the backstage. And then a guy came out, he felt something against his side and uh, uh oh, and he had to give the guy the full ten thousand dollars that he had, uh, which seems like that's a lot of money yeah, for a Disneyland a restaurant to be moving. So and that was so like that this this became a matter for the Anaheim police and they're like, and there was a, somebody had a gun in Disneyland and this all this seems weird and it's a lot of money. So they talked to the the uh, the employee again uh 2 days later he failed a lie detector test, confessed and uh showed the police where in uh, they did the women's locker room. He hid most of ten thousand dollars and returned it why would yeah why would he hide it there <laughs> i'm not this they'd never why would a man be in the woman's room it's the perfect crime yeah yeah geez he just <laughs> lied Only in jordan peterson's I say, america so, I, I i didn't say it i didn't say it <laughs> doesn't mean we have to keep talking let's go all right quick uh, uh but yeah it's was, it was like i would think if you would Steal a bunch of money. You try to not keep it within fifty feet of, of ever, like mm-hmm. trying to get it out of there. Yeah, really strange. I guess story and the and the idea that like I look. I don't know. I don't think I don't think we had metal detectors at that point. But I also don't think people were bringing guns to to Disneyland. Yeah, I don't right. Think it just seems like this was maybe a plan that wasn't well thought out. Yeah, Perhaps. yeah. This was a, a very this is a the William H Macy of his day. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Usually, I told you the story. What do you want? If you're gonna heist like ten thousand dollars like that, which is probably worth like ten times as much in twenty twenty two dollars. But usually you don't just have one doofus who lies and uh, is very bad at lying. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and his plan was like himself only. Like, I, I'll be good. I can handle this. Mm-hmm. Me, a like assistant manager at a theme park restaurant. <laughs> I bet I can hold up to the police for more than two days. Oh God, no, I'm sorry. Here, dang it. Come to the women's room with me. That's like the th- one of the when we were, the three of us. Are probably if we were little and we took like an extra piece of candy. We would have, like, within an hour have been, like, crying and be like, well, you have to confess something, Mommy. <laughs> I ate an extra piece of candy after dinner. <laughs> uh, 100%. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I lied about something. Three big bucklers. <laughs> at the time, three little bucklers. <laughs> that's, um, that's what we'll call ourselves from now on because we're not three childless men in our 30s anymore. Mm-hmm. Three, three little, little bucklers? bucklers? <laughs> <laughs> that could replace Clifford's too, potentially. The list? We can't put this on the we listeners. Can't, yeah. The listeners are bucklers for sure. If they listen to us... We're, this is unfair. We've already put on them that they're like the you. creepy little Martin Short character. <laughs> you, you Cliffords, you're also bucklers. They're also they also would not hold up against uh, <laughs> police or parent scrutiny over a piece of candy. Let's ask them. Do, hey, tweet at uh, us if you're a little buckler, a nasty little coward with no integrity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're in the main video just for that for asking yeah. that question. Well, I mean, what a boy! I mean, if they truly are bucklers, they'll buckle because you asked that. A nasty little <laughs> yes, coward. Yes, I am, sir. The podcast I listened to yelled at me. I buckled. <laughs> I think we got a lot of bucklers in the audience. I think we have a lot of people who could easily give us wedgies too. Yeah, I know. This you well, come yeah. you come in late and then you insult. Then you say that everybody, our whole audience, is gonna buckle. <laughs> <laughs> who, uh, who is this Mike? I don't know. Um, I'm not sorry though. I'll tell you that. 
I'm not sorry for what I've said. <laughs> you I'm won't like Jordan get, Pierce. You, you won't, won't cancel me. From me. You won't cancel me All for right. calling you bucklers. That's right, bucklers. We'll see you buckles against no. you. <laughs> I regret nothing. Here's uh. some other things I have to say about the Red Wagon in. This is my my intro that you missed. It was we but mainly what we did was laugh at my opening joke for 10 minutes. But I said that <laughs> there were a lot of uh you know like that weird meets come up on the show right, and, yes. and it's going to happen here because it's original Disneyland. Um kids menu at the Red Wagon restaurant. A couple odd things going on. This was a Yesterland poll. Uh, uh why Red Wagon restaurant serves genuine Swift's meat for babies. <laughs> For 25 cents a can, choose from strained beef, strained veal, chopped beef, and chopped veal. Swift's is the foremost name in meat for babies. 100% meat. <laughs> now, uh, Scott, you got a two-year-old. What is his favorite chopped or strained uh, meat? And do you buy Swift? Uh, uh, I, it's so frustrating that it's not easier to find strained veal. <laughs> I'd, it's been my biggest complaint since becoming a parent. Yeah. Where's all that used to be on every street corner? I took him to Disneyland. Where's your veal? <laughs> it can be strained or chopped. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll let it slide. He prefers chopped, but mm-hmm. we'll, you can strain it. You Nothing. know, a fun fact that Mike found out in the app, you can um, order, a, you know, a kid's meal of straight <laughs> strained meats. You don't have to have a kid. You can just do it in the app and it'll be ready at mobile pickup. <laughs> and can you get it a little cheaper if you say doesn't have to be 100% meat? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a, a sense off. That's They can't do that in app though. You gotta ask. <laughs> that's, oh, that's yeah, you gotta stand in line to get it a la carte or to get a little more filler, a little more veal. sawdust. A veal. I, I want the, I'm here for, I need the baby veal, but it doesn't have to be all, the, all veal. <laughs> Meat for babies is also just <laughs> really disturbing. <laughs> Nay, I guess you know, babies have meat. I can, sure, mine doesn't so much. Not a you lot. You don't need a lot of meat. No, I don't think so. Um, you certainly don't need veal for babies. No, that's what's and veal is babies. It's babies eating oh, babies. Yeah. <laughs> this is the this is the world that Walt wanted. In the, <laughs> this is what he was trying to. Um, I want to look down the street and see nothing but babies eating babies. There was a whole wonderful world world of Disney about babies eating veal. (laughs) He was presenting that to the most beautiful American sites there is. Jason, did you eat veal when you were a little little baby? Um, no, I I don't think so. I don't think as a baby. I've never had veal. Really? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I still don't. No, yeah, I wouldn't. I think it. I feel like chicken parmesan and veal parmesan are just kind of standards. At like, when was last time you had veal? I don't know, a few years ago? Veal piccata, maybe? Hmm. Never. No? I don't even know that it's been offered to me. Like, I don't even know that I've seen it on a menu. You must have been in a restaurant with veal. Probably. I think so. It just wasn't. Nobody offered it out loud. Nobody pushed it on me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, That's, let's. can we make you buckle? We know that stain is veal. <laughs> buckle now. I was eating a little jar of baby veal, of baby food veal on the way over here. Because I haven't eaten in days, and that was the close. <laughs> lap, 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 lap with your tongue. I, the closest God. store was a baby food store, and One I just grabbed strain. stuff off the shelf, and I was just shoveling baby baby food veal into my stomach. And yeah, I got some veal juice. 
on my shirt. The cans are mostly juice. You gotta you gotta get them. Yeah, because it can't be so big. They can't be big pieces for baby. Yeah. Yeah, baby needs baby, <laughs> baby needs juice. juice in the bottle. Baby needs juice. My baby needs juice. Baby, baby. <laughs> We're bottle feeding him uh, veal juice. I mean, <laughs> veal juice, of course. No formula, no breast milk. No, the, veal for, juice. I, the formula shortage has not affected us at all. Well, that's yeah. because we mainly give him veal juice. Veal juice. <laughs> no, not beetle juice. Veal no. juice. Um, well, you also then you would you'd have your you'd give baby strained veal and then they'd wash it down with buttermilk. <laughs> it's just a weird this time. What was going on? And then also and then and then just past that, I, then there's a full okay. There's like there's a page from what not they don't call it the kids menu. They call it the menu for young Americans. <laughs> and then this there's only five items on it or types of meals you can order. Two of them are problematic. I'm not going to say those oh, out loud. No. <laughs> Two of them in various ways are characters who are problematic. Oh, oh got it, got it. Uh, um, and then one of them is, the, the, this. you know, like one, one meal is just the Casey Jr. And then that's unrelated. It's a sirloin patty. But then one is Danny. And it's a little happy black sheep uh, or a black lamb, I guess, from hmm. uh, uh, So Dear to My Heart, the 40s Disney movie So Dear to My Heart. Of course. And he looks so eager and happy and like he's going to go run and play. And then his meal is broiled lamb chop. It's like clucking chicken. <laughs> it's yeah. like a Saturday Live sketch. Yes. Yeah. I Weird. I like have lamb chop. Yeah. Sure. But why put this particular like we have one lamb character in the entire lineup and we're going to have him. That's a decades long trend, I think, that maybe around the time of that cluck and chicken sketch, people were like, wait a minute. Didn't want to think about the face of what they're eating. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, we'll have a cute, a cute picture of the thing you're eating. And finally, after decades, people were like, well, maybe that's a little weird. <laughs> maybe that people don't want to see that. Yeah. Um, and why have that when one of them is is chopped meat? Uh, and and then a side of Jello represented by a smiling train. What? <laughs> what was the smell back then in these places? Just like everyone eating the most meat possible, just like churning out meat in the kitchen. I mean, I guess it probably wasn't that insane, but I mean, well, I have that question in general because there's well, there's not only that every it's it's all meat and buttermilk everywhere. <laughs> But then also to transition into the other smell-making materials, there's a tobacco store. The tobacco right. is You're just buying tobacco, and it. everyone's farting too. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I think we've talked about how much farting was going on back no, then. No, we must have discussed the the degree of fart in the air at early Disneyland. Yeah, because everyone's eating heavy meat for every meal, mm-hmm. smoking like a chimney, mm-hmm. and that gas has to come out. And I don't even think we've we've answered the question of how, like, people didn't just let it rip in the 1950s or 60s, did they? Or would they say, well, excuse me, after they did it? Like, if they were in line for the train, would you, like, fart or would you have to, like, squeeze it out? Like, what would it be? What was the protocol back then? Or Obviously, it's not. Yeah, was everyone ahead. just wearing so much, like, wool material? <laughs> did oh, it just it get absorbed? It, it would it muffle was muffled. It. That's yeah. why. That's why you dressed that way. It was like soundproofing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like a, such a thick material that you just hear, like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like that far. It would be, like, yeah. it would bounce off the. It's as much as, like, two hands, like, rubbing against each other. That's what it ends up sounding like. Right. So yeah. you just hear that constantly, like. 
And then this... All day, just an unsettling <laughs> little shuffle. And then just the worst smell imaginable. <laughs> well, but you were used to it, because that's what everyone smelled like. Well, no, but just the smell is muffled by everyone's, like, nasty, like, hair products and pomade and, mm. like, unfiltered Lucky Strikes. <laughs> like... <laughs> So you're saying like a meat fart in the 1950s was, was a better smell than just what was going on. Like it, it would be overpowered by everything else. Yeah. Okay. That, that makes sense, honestly. Yeah. There were so many other smells going on. It wasn't even a big deal. And also <laughs> like, I time. mean, a, a lot of plastics nowadays still stink. Like early plastic, first few mm-hmm. decades of plastics probably smelled atrocious. Oh, Maybe, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Huh. Um, well, but the tobacconist didn't help. Um, we, you know, it's, it's, and it's so, fu- it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the time more than anything. I'm not like this, this wasn't like perverse, I don't think, for Disney to have a tobacco store. But it's just weird that now we're at the, now you can't even smoke in the parks in any way. Right. Uh, but at the time, it's cigarettes, cigars, pipe tobacco. You just buy them on Main Street, walk right out and start smoking. Probably on the rides. On the rides, which is what I've said many times, that I don't want to smoke cigarettes, but I will you smoke a cigarette yeah, on Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean if I was allowed. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I realized a couple times recently I had the thought, like, oh, I have never smoked inside a U.S. Disney park. And I guess I I never will have that option because it's now a, like, smoking, the smoking area is outside. Yeah, when did they get rid of the inside the park smoking areas it was more recent than you think i think it, it was, was like 2019 because yeah. mm-hmm. we went with a friend of ours some article in the last said, decade like, and he smoked all right so disneyland has ceased having indoor smoking in the year 2000 <laughs> it's like oh no that is much later than you would think yeah well that's when every that's when it all changed i guess so Ni- late 90s to yeah but yeah so out of step i guess you uh, could get your hair cut and smoke a cigarette <laughs> In Disney World in 2000. <laughs> and if some, if the right, if certain products were blown into your hair, it would light your hair on fire. Mm-hmm, that's true. Yeah. Is that blue uh, sanitizing liquid that they keep combs in? Is that Barbasol? Seems possible. I feel no, like bar- isn't well, there a light alcohol component to that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, Barbasol is the like shaving cream. Barba, it is something close to Barbasol, I think. Are you sure? I think so. I mean, a Barbasol could also just make that. I don't know. Hmm. Let me look. Barbasol is a thing. Everyone here, be quiet while I do this. <laughs> That's right. We will uh, wait. Just like barbicide. we're used to it. Barbicide. Bar- barbicide. It. Yes, yeah. I apologize to the listener. Barbicide is blue and, yes, alcoholic because it, it's killing germs. Um, yeah. Here's uh, – there's not a lot of photos of the tobacco store and not a ton of information about it, um, but I found a photo – from the the front door and the front door uh had a little poem on it and mm-hmm. just okay you'll you'll be able to tell with my voice where the text goes from just black italics to all caps red um i think i think i'll be able to to signal it so this is what if you want to buy a pipe at disneyland here's what you read at the door Tobacco is a dirty weed. It satisfies no normal need. It makes you thin. It makes you lean. It's the worst darn stuff you've ever seen. I like it! <laughs> That's what... Look at this. Look at this. Wait, there, there's for the lister. I think. Yeah. The, the watcher. I like it! I like it! 
What is this? This That's was a at Disneyland. Wild thing to put in this, there. This I would buy. I would. I would love to own this sign. John Stamos probably paid like two hundred thousand for that. Yeah, bastard. Yeah. I just. I, I mean, it's funny to look at nowadays. Not just because, like, they don't let Nick Fury have a big cigar in the Avengers movies, or <laughs> like they the really insane detail of like, yeah, there's photos in Carthay Circle. Where it just looks like Walt's pointing at stuff because they photoshopped the cigarette out of his hand. Well, uh, and let's mm. not forget, Krusty the Clown toy is not allowed to have a cigarette. These these things you both have said are like five timers clubs in the last uh, yeah. six weeks. Yes, for oh, sure. These yes. are said well, all stay the time. Tuned, this is folks. the third one. This is There's the third time for this. There's more cigarette content coming. Um, that's right. That's right. That's true. But I I think it's it's weird to look at the tobaccoist because I feel like. Disney, uh, Main Street, they have removed anything that's potentially objectionable. Like the candle shop, they wouldn't have on Main Street now because a child could like, like, oh, can't Mm. let the idea of children being by flame. Like so much is so like, well, you can't have that because a child could use that to stab themselves in the arm. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. But this this is acknowledging that it's like bad. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, this is basically saying, like, sometimes it's good to be bad. Oh, that little poem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's saying it's That's bad, but weird. it's also saying smoke them if you got them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it feels like it's like a mockery of the somebody who likes poems right. might think this stupid thought. Right. But me, I say, I like it. Isn't it absurd? I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who wrote it? <laughs> yeah, it no, fan, yeah, like, not attributed to Walt, anyone. did Walt just, like, compose it one day? He started talking, like, you there, take a note. We're putting this up on the side of the wall, or is it a fame? Maybe it's a famous thing we don't know about. Well, I know some of the, uh, I think I was saying before you got here, that they asked for, you know, they would they would say, like, to get businesses to be on Main Street. Like, we're going to build a building, okay? We're going to take care of the decoration of the outside. Uh, you have to do the inside, or we can help you, uh, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, who knows if that was whoever was running the tobaccoist or if that was like Disney's little touch. It's outside, so I guess it would be, you know, Disney. You would think so. Yeah. You know what else he said before you got here? You, you stink. Jason <laughs> said it. Roll the tape back. He said you stink. He wouldn't stop saying it. Jason I said, said, said that? You, we have to change the topic. <laughs> this is rude. Just because he's not here. I mean. bet he's going to come. That stinker is going to come in with a stain on his shirt. <laughs> Because he was eating meat and smoking and go pack was, in the car. He was smoking. He's stressed out, so he's just chain smoking on the car on the way over here. He was pounding his Virginia Slims. He was sipping a Nalgene bottle of veal juice. <laughs> <laughs> he's a stinker and a buckler. Let the record show. Mm, there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of ways to describe me. <laughs> and I accept all of them. A stinkler, a buckler. Put that on a shirt, folks. A Clifford, a stinker, a, bu- a buckler. I uh, like it. And I like it. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm kind of mentally going in like, like in the from, order of, from, from least yeah. weird to weird. Um, this isn't that weird to me, but we've, we've talked about it before. I, think, I feel like, Mike, you've noted the oddity of this, that there is a Wurlitzer yes. store. Yes. There is a piano and organ location right again this doesn't make any sense for disneyland to have this but it is Mm. cool yes definitely well because that's what i so i was like i was like do you could you buy a 
piano at Disneyland, and then they gotta load it into your car. Like you can, <laughs> you just see people moving pianos down Main Street. Right. Yeah. Well, but I know. Yeah, it wasn't because there's no room to hold house a, like a piano warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not more than a couple pianos. So I, I just happened to come across this like right when we started talking about this episode. Uh, Twitter user at Mystic Flights, who I believe is an artist who has worked for Disney Imagineering before, posted a postcard of the Wurlitzer store. Mm. And on the back, it says, uh, Wurlitzer, the name that means music in Disneyland, proudly represents the entire music industry and the fabulous spectacle. The Wurlitzer exhibit is located on the quarter of Main Street, USA in Disneyland. And then it says, you're cordially invited to visit our store today. And see here, play Wurlitzer pianos from four hundred ninety-five up. Mm-hmm. So they've priced it out. By the way, with the inflation calculation, four hundred ninety-five dollars in nineteen fifty-five is worth five thousand three hundred ninety-eight dollars and seventy-five cents today. It's a pricey purchase. Yeah. So it's like go to Disneyland and uh, stop in, order a Mac Pro and a Retina monitor. <laughs> well, it's the price of that Star Wars drink on the new cruise ship. Yes, mm. which so, is like two, like multiple cocktails, a shot of uh, Pappy Van Winkle bourbon, which mm-hmm. is very expensive oh, really? on its own. Oh yeah, and trip to Skywalker uh, Ranch. A ticket to get into Skywalker Ranch comes with the oh. special five thousand dollar drink on yeah. the Disney Wish. Oh, so it's not icy. A, a, a bottle complex. of like Lucas Vineyard's sparkling wine sent to your hotel room. So it's more like. A another trip. A free cameo yeah. from George Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll whisper what his episode seven through nine were going to be. That's right. All about what the wills were going to do. Just talk about the wills. Yeah. So, yes. There's but, wills in this drink. It's but, a shot of pappy, but infused <laughs> with wills. Uh, uh, so there is, they do high ticket, uh, high price items sometimes at Disney. What is the most expensive like souvenir you can get from Disney right now? I wonder. Oh, is it in the vault? Maybe it's in the vault. It's in the vault. I mean, there was a bunch of like five hundred dollar Marvel statues. Mm-hmm. That's that up we've there. We've looked out before. I think that's up there. It's gonna mm-hmm. be something. That's but crazy. there's pieces of art in there that I'm sure are more expensive. Yeah. And stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gickly, Gickly prints. Is that the term? Oh it's yeah. Like oh, G I C L E E. Yeah. Yeah. Or how do you know? How you, I don't know how that. I don't is know pronounced. how it's you might be right. pronounced. Yeah. Um. Um, so yeah, you could get a piano. You, yeah, I think though it was mainly about you know in that way that we found with City Walk that it's less about they make a lot of money at this location and more about getting the word at yeah yeah. So yeah. I think it was more about like I think they would even give you information about where to get pianos and organs mm-hmm. closer to you. Right. Um, but they also they did organ concerts every night. Like a guy would sit and demonstrate. And it, they'd patch it into all of the Main Street speakers. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that that in the early years. At, at five o'clock, there'd be an organ concert of Disneyland. Yeah, that's cool. Of, of, of instrumentals of Disney songs. It's it's competing with the lowering of the flag. <laughs> They're playing taps, <laughs> and then someone else is playing an old time rag, mm-hmm. <laughs> twenty feet away. Scott Joplin playing. Uh, so that yeah, that was organ music, which is much more like a baseball game. Yeah, there was a guy who used to play organ at Disneyland every day, and then he left that to play organ for the Dodgers, in fact. Wow. There you go. Mm-hmm. And then now it's just, now there'll still be a person that plays a piano over by the hot dog store. Yes, yes. there's that, yeah. So you still got a little of that old time mm-hmm. feel. 
I just love the hubris of like Wurlitzer. We represent the entire music industry. <laughs> sure. They made a deal with Walt to yeah. be presented that way. <laughs> well, that's what a lot of these things were about. And it's a lot of why these places were there is they were they were flexes. They were flexes of, of your business and of your Walt relationship. Mm-hmm. And due to Walt's friendship with a, a particular CEO, uh, you ended up with a pharmacy in Disneyland, mm-hmm. the Upjohn Pharmacy. Uh, uh, Walt and this guy were uh, smoke tree ranch guys of together. Of course. At the famous ranch where they're building Cotino now. Of course. We all knew about smoke tree ranch before a couple months ago. Um, no, I, I smoke tree ranch still going. Mm-hmm. Cotino is inspired. Inspi- it's not the same place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. liked the Palm Desert in general. Yeah. Right. Can can we become smoke tree ranch guys yeah. if it's still around or is that a, like a rich think, person's well, club? I think it is a rich per. I think there are like vacation rentals or stuff. Yeah. I don't uh, think it's the most like, I don't remember the nature of the property, but, but to become smoke tree ranch guys, do we have to like, we have a membership or can we just like go there once and call ourselves that? We should look into that. Well, we'll look into it. Yeah. I'll hang at smoke tree ranch. Yeah. Um, an episode on location. Mm-hmm. Um, so this place, the Upjohn Pharmacy, this is one I was like probably initially glossing this over as like uh, that doesn't seem like anything. But Jason, you're we found the same thing. Like, this place is weird. So much detail. There's so much on that. Uh, specifically, there's one Mouse Planet article called "The Story of the Upjohn Pharmacy at Disneyland." And it is so detailed both because people still had the pamphlets they would give out and there's also like the internal Upjohn newsletters mm-hmm. like reproduced, which sounds like uh, it doesn't sound like a human being, right? <laughs> so like <laughs> we're, we are not in the entertainment business. As you know, we are in the pharmacy business. But this is sounds a chance like of solid interesting advertising opportunities and it's like all right don't have too much fun there buddy (laughs) you want a pharmacy copy to be fun yeah (laughs) pills 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 get them now hey they literally say at some point it's like i know this may seem weird (laughs) it's just like this might be totes random but (laughs) we're gonna do a pharmacy in a theme park this was like a but the main feature of it was that it was a turn of the century, a recreation no. of a turn of the century yeah. pharmacy with old turn of the century stuff. Um, so you got to see old syringes. Yes. Yay. It was like it's it was kind of like it's a wonderful life pharmacy thing. Remember, remember he's like giving like delivering the medicine or yeah, something. Yeah, he delivers medicine and then yeah. um, uh, the pharmacist like smacks his bad ear. Oh yeah, that's right. It's, the pharmacist hits him in the head, and oh, it's a wonderful yeah. life. So I don't think George that would happen. Bailey is like, you fill those capsules with poison, right? And he, I know you didn't. Oh, because the it. pharmacist is losing his mind. Well, because yeah, because he's, yeah. he's drunk himself into a stupor because right, his son right. died. Yes, that's right. Jason knows this movie very yeah, well. I do know. Then what well. happens? Well, in the alternate in the the alternate universe where George Bailey is not born. He's not there to stop the pharmacist from poisoning a child with pills. Yes, that's right. We were living in It's a Wonderful Life for a minute of what if Mike was never born? I know. <laughs> if Mike wasn't on the show. And thank God it was short because what a nightmare. <laughs> what a nightmare to, to for somebody. There wouldn't have been that tangent about It's a Wonderful Life if I wasn't here. 
Can you imagine? I can't. Imagine uh, your life without that. So, yeah, picture an old-timey pharmacy, which, again, I kind of wish they had it there, and that was just the candy store or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I wish at least... Uh, it was it w- themed after it, yeah, yeah. Right, where there was, like, medi- old-time medicine, but it was just a gobstopper. Uh, it something. seems like a lot of emphasis on mortar and pestles. Uh, which are cool. Which are cool. Uh, also, a jar of live leeches. Yeah, we got mm-hmm. a photo of that. Can uh, uh, Brett, for the, Brett, you pull uh, up bring the, up that leeches photo. <laughs> pull up the leeches, please. Uh, yeah, this is a really creepy situation. <laughs> this is scarier than anything in Disneyland. Um, now, this was not a real pharmacy. No. The, the bank was a real bank. This was not a real pharmacy. Um, uh, oh, here we ooh, go. There they are. Yeah, there's a girl just staring in horror at leeches that are very long. These are these are three inches, three inch guy. They were bred on leech farms. Like these, mm. like medicinal leeches were bred to be good at medical stuff. Right. They were trained. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They like whispered at him, "Be suck out bad stuff, not good. <laughs> Don't just make people bleed and." That's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They definitely didn't stop using leeches <laughs> for a reason. Uh, yeah. We I, like were the, were leeches happening so much in this era? If we're, if I we're feel like no. This is turn of the century. I feel like this is a lot. Like this is a fun thing. Oh, they're I, using here because I think they're they're touching on before pharmacies. There are apothecaries. And mm-hmm. I think if you go back far enough, you get to like, oh, I don't know, maybe leeches can take out the bad blood. Right. Mm-hmm. But this wasn't happening as much in the 50s and 60s. No. Um, no. I think the, uh, well, not 50s and 60s, certainly. I But if we're like tributing turn of the century. Right. Like what I saw is that maybe line. like they were around a little and that you find them at bars and barber shops to treat black eyes. So wow. got punched in the face, put a wor- put a scary black worm under your eye would it just suck the blood out so it would not look as bruised what was i think f- that's the idea oh, that's right you some of the uh, dentistry mm-hmm. you used to go to the barber to get your hair cut a shave and get some bad teeth pulled whoa that's wild by a yeah. leech all right leech is gonna start leech how is gonna often, yank this tooth out also how often are you getting a black eye as an adult well, in the turn of the century probably I guess a probably lot. a lot yeah. yeah rough and tumble time yeah bullies everywhere you, uh, hit a, you hit a wrong note in your barbershop quartet, like, <laughs> and they gang up on it. That's three against one. Bluto's, ev- Popeye's, Bluto's everywhere. Ready to, I gotta kiss you. I'm gonna take you out and oh, give me a suck you one. I'm gonna suck you one. Like they're just like mumbling constantly, and you got to stay away from them. Yeah, and that guy was the Secretary of State. <laughs> yeah, many, for many years. Um, uh, again, not a real pharmacy, but did employ two real pharmacists. Whose names are Frederick August Eckstein <laughs> and Philip Milton Harvey. So they could Frederick answer your August. questions. They would dress in, co- they were wearing like the period appropriate attire. They would talk mm-hmm. to guests and uh, they would talk about the exhibits. Mm-hmm. Right. Sounds so you watch Leo Wagman waves at you from an old banker desk mm-hmm. and Frederick August. Uh, tells you what uh, how they used to grind up sassafras. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Oh, I wonder where, where is there enough room in there for a real pharmacy? I probably not because you got to get a lot of different. I mean, I guess around the, that time, I don't know how many different drugs they had just you being used in America. Be limited, but so be like a um, they it maybe fit in more of like the hotel 
where it's not a mm-hmm. hotel store. It's like a little right. It's like one shelf. Of right. The necessities. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Now because you now you can basically just like you can get ty- you can buy Tylenol and a leave and stuff. Right. At yeah. A lot of places. Uh, you can get those. Yeah. You can buy those at a lot of the uh, shops. You can also just go to first aid and they'll give you most of them for free. Oh, load good, up. Good tip. Yeah, good that's tip. your way. That's Save your yourself some bargain. money, folks. You bring uh, a little duffel bag and just say, I have 15 children with headaches. And then just open the bag and then the doctor will dump it in. Don't do it if you're a buckler. But don't yeah. do it yet because you'll start crying in a They're bit. You don't have 15. Me. I'm too cheap for a leave. My, I had, my <laughs> only choice was to pay $120 to come to Disneyland. My, my 15 kids don't have headaches. <laughs> They're fine. <laughs> They're thriving, They're, okay? Especially <laughs> the quintuplets. They're queer, both sets. clear-headed and fine. Do you, I, uh, I think I told this story on the trip report when I went to Disneyland last fall. But, you five-timer. A uh, five-timer. Uh, <laughs> but it was uh, it was still very funny to witness someone like who had a very specific ailment and knew exactly what they needed come into first aid. Uh, I think I was just in there getting an ice pack, and, and they went, excuse me, I just rode the Millennium Falcon, and my I have a stomachache. <laughs> Do you have Dramamine? And they're like, eh, we have the generic version. Uh, here you go. So that wow. was that was funny. <laughs> I don't know. They were just so. They were like, just so like, good you're day, s- madam. Uh, saying... Do you have Dramamine? I have just ridden the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. I see. I see. You're saying they knew exactly what it was. They didn't yeah. have any. They weren't like me when I went in there and I was like, there's something in my eye, and I needed help. I need help. And they were like, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Cause I think I was just not sure if Disney First Aid, if it was like the school nurse where you really had to sell that you needed a single Tylenol. Like, please, I have a headache. I just need one mm-hmm. Tylenol. And they would act like they were giving you like uh, a Xanax or something. Right, they would you act should be like really... they were giving you a controlled substance. I only went to the nurse once. Have we talked about this? Are you serious? In all of school years? Once. I went like once a month when I was in elementary. Oh, really? You were a nurse? I was a you nervous nurse guy. Kid. I was always puking. I was had a, I was always seemingly dehydrated. I, I, yeah. Wow, I didn't know you were a nurse kid. I was a nurse kid. Yeah, because <laughs> there were nurses' kids, pet. Yeah, there were kids <laughs> who'd always go to the nurse. And I, I, sometimes they would just be like, the solution was like, uh, go in here and lie down for twenty minutes. Wow, on that like paper bed on the paper bed. Yeah, yeah. I came in there because I got a my my somebody scratched my eye in gym class, and I and they they the nurse couldn't tell what was wrong with it, but she called my mom and she was like, I, he says something's wrong with his eye. I don't really see it, but I think it's probably real because I've never seen him in here before. Like he's wow. never come wow. into the office, so I don't I believe he is not lying because you would see liars constantly because kids are lying all day. Oh. Jason was probably doing it. When he oh, was a we kid. all tell a little white lies, you know. That's not much respect to the guy who heisted that restaurant. Like, yeah, you can just lie your way through things. Mm-hmm. If he had been For a little days. better at a lying. Mm-hmm. He he could have gotten away with it. Yeah, Ten grand from his job. So that was the only time I ever went to the nurse. Once. Yeah. Hey, uh, a, a, we're we're jumping in the pool, and a kid's little red shorts. <laughs> <laughs> They're scratchy little red shorts. <laughs> yeah, my I got up. a lower I, lower yeah. half injury. I, from... uh, Michael has a testicular torsion <laughs> due to his little red shorts. No, just... no, no, no. It was that a kid, what kids, uh, the bottom of his shorts ri- went against your eye. Oh, oh, oh yeah. 
<laughs> that was high school with the little red shorts. Oh, okay, okay. I did not wear little red shorts in elementary school. Even Ballistic though it would have been cute. Nylon been cute. shorts. <laughs> I wasn't old enough to wear little red shorts. I yet. wanted if look, if I could have worn Mickey's little red shorts when I was in elementary school, I would have. But it was not an option presented to me. Yeah. Uh, Scott, do you have what they gave away at the Upjohn Pharmacy? Yeah. Uh, so, well, if you have a more official I, description. I have a very, very detailed description uh, from Mouse Planet again. The shop gave away free postcards, as well as a free square miniature glass bottle of orange-colored Unicap vitamins. Inside a red box, a white silhouette of the Disneyland Castle logo containing a description a uh, descriptive pamphlet stating a souvenir of Disneyland Upjohn with a history of Upjohn. The bottle was one and a half inches tall and contained 12 vitamins with an expiration date. Yes, Purse. I love it. Give me more hyper detailed descriptions of the tiny free vitamin bottle in a box. So how, okay, okay. how big was the bottle? How mm-hmm. many vitamins were in it? Mm-hmm. How big was the box that held the bottle? Right. This is the degree of, of uh, specificity. Yes, that our listeners, I struggled to get to the word specificity. There, that's okay. My language has no were specificity. Be, you were becoming so bored by what you were talking about, <laughs> you just trailed off. Bottles, little bottles of vitamin of box. Is of there a wool. Jim Hill about vitamins? Is there anybody, has anybody like, has Kevin Perjurer done a big vita- Disneyland vitamins? An Up John? Yeah, Up John episode. Um, I want to know, were there kids who would like dare each other? Like, do you guys know about the TikTok trend, gentle, uh, gentle minions? Yes, indeed. Where yeah. it like just tons of teens will go see the new minions movie in suits and be rowdy. I don't know this actually. Uh, where I don't know if they are rowdy, aren't they? Like, they're, I think they're respectful? very like, yeah, yeah. I've seen, there's a footage of them all watching it very intently with their arms up, uh, in this sort of, well, I think it's a mix. I think it. some are rowdy, and I think some are who knows. But were there? I'm saying were there kids who would go to Up John get the free bottle of vitamins? Like I dare you to take all those vitamins. <laughs> I think that uh, being a, a little stinker was not invented until the 1960s. Oh, <laughs> like no child had ever misbehaved until. It was Dennis the Menace really helped mm. kick the idea. Just the idea. Op- it was invented by perverse hollywood writers oh man <laughs> jordan peterson's right <laughs> and that is when it, everything get went off you dennis the menace <laughs> it will the, rowdy you antics, too. the rowdy antics of dennis the menace have destroyed this america dennis is lost he doesn't he's looking for meaning he's crying out and society is ignoring him that's why he has to have the little slingshot poking out of his back pocket we're all mr wilson Aren't we? Aren't we all trying to get the rowdy boy to behave? Isn't this what we all feel? You won't cancel me. What would Walter Matthau say if he was still with us? Even Don Rickles in the sequel, the director sequel, <laughs> playing Mr. Wilson. I was confused by it, but now I understand. That's all, wow. That's a pretty solid. Like Rickles is uh, Mr. Wilson. Well, from I think math out, math of out of Rickles. Yeah, like that's, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rickles' acting career, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. You're, you're right in terms of prominence uh, and interesting yeah. person, but yeah, I guess yeah, act. It's an acting trade down. Yes, a hundred percent. Oh yeah, uh, and I'm sure that was the only shift in quality in the Dennis to Menace. 
sequel, which started very a high bar, by the way. The Dennis Domenis Walter Matthau movie. Dennis a, Two a, Menace? A great film. Did you, but, are you calling it Dennis Two Menace? I didn't, but that's a good idea. That's what I thought I heard. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Did uh, I accidentally say Dennis Two Menace? Maybe not. It should have been that. Well, that's maybe two. You already had Menace Two Society, so Two and Menace have already been in a title together. <laughs> that's right. Dennis is a menace to society. <laughs> Dennis is a menace. I'll tell you what, Two Society. <laughs> I'll get you. Um. So, weird play. They also... Uh, they had a weird, <laughs> uh, the, the movie that's slightly less weird than the leeches is that they had something called, uh, asafoetida gum, which is a, a, a type of root or spice or something that comes from a root or something. And the nickname for it is devil's dung. <laughs> Folks would wear it in a little sack around their necks <laughs> to ward off diseases. So go to Disneyland. You see, go see the bank teller. Go mm-hmm. check out the devil's dung. Mm-hmm. Try some strained veal. Mm-hmm. It's at this point, this is, here's a, a, a maybe a broader question with this topic that I wanted to bring up is like, that's what, that's what your main street is. Your main street is leeches and devil's dung. Yeah. And, uh, your dad makes a deposit at the bank <laughs> and, uh, you know, you'd like, there was a, there was a lock, uh, store. They had a history of locks. You could see a lock from ancient Egypt. Right. So you do all that, and then you go, and that's just your opening act to then go to a, a park which has an unthemed hill and mules <laughs> that hill. kick and bite you and piss. Yep. And like a, a cloth dumbo with eyes as black as death. Mickey and Minnie with holes in their face. Yes, with grates. Grates. <laughs> four grates going down their lower part of their head. Yes. I th- what I'm I think what I'm getting at is like how did it make it? In this first year and I I don't even mean that like cuz obviously there was fun stuff at, at Disneyland even to begin with, but then there was all this. Mm-hmm. And I'm and like what was it in that first year that got them through? Right? Mm. Because everything we have listed is either boring or mm-hmm. insane. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of the rest of the park was that too. What was what do you think the takeaway when you came back from early Disneyland? What was like but they had this a castle? I bet the castle and the Fantasyland rides and like jungle like I bet those went a long way. Oh yeah, Jungle if Jungle Cruise was almost what it was, because that was like roughly the same, just with less animation in the figures. Yeah. Maybe the trees hadn't grown out yet. But that's pretty, yeah, in 1955, that's pretty crazy and immersive. Yeah, and that's kitschy and fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, No yeah. jokes yet, though, don't forget. No They're jokes. Serious. serious facts about tigers. Yes, right. very serious. So I uh, bet it's that. I do think probably having it be like turn-of-the-century Main Street felt novel to people and reminded them of their childhood, prob- or some of them, depending where they lived. Uh, so that was like a nice nostalgia hit for them. I mean, I guess, look, I'm somebody who goes to the saddest malls I can find mm-hmm. because they feel like 1983. Right. So that's roughly. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 like a 50s person trying to uh, visit a weird town from yeah. 1902. Well, that's sure. like me when I drove to, through the Taco Bell a couple of weeks ago near where I live. And uh, I was like, oh, they repainted it. And it's the 90s purple. Like they're really? using 90s purple on a lot of Taco Bells again. Yes. Which is very exciting. It still doesn't look like the same as 90s Taco Bell inside, but mm-hmm. it made me feel good seeing 90s purple on the outside of the building. That does sound nice. Yeah. Good job, Taco Bell. Yeah. It's fun. 
Yeah, it's like um, the preserved uh, Burger King that was going around Twitter. Oh yeah, they uncovered uh, the, the they, Burger King from oh. one of from the Concord Mall in Wilmington, Delaware, which wow. I used to go to all the time, and oh. I was like. Yeah, I recognize that Burger King. I recognize that Burger King. Like, was yeah. it, it was just like sealed up, and they sealed never up. Yes. It? It's a, a woman posted. She's like, I, I worked at that mall one summer, and this was our overflow storeroom, and there were just boxes and boxes among was, the booths and stuff. It reminded me of when the turtles find that untouched subway station in Secret of the Ooze, make it their home, and they make it their home because it's been abandoned. No one knows it's there. Yeah, so yeah. they just found. Oh. Oh, yes. Perfectly. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like, I was like, I think I was All sitting right. there after Toy Story. I think we bought <laughs> extra toys yeah, for Google Toy Google Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Um, oh, I will. So I'm just going to, uh, I'll try to find like a VR helmet to, that'll let me just <laughs> wrap myself in those. So, yeah. So, if we were imagining what, like, the version for us, if there was a new theme park and Main Street looked like just a mundane mall that we went to when we were little with like a retro Burger King, a retro McDonald, like yeah. if, uh, 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 like an, ba- old, an old circuit city Babbage's. Or... What is that? Oh, the name Babbage's. Of yeah. <laughs> the old electronics. I don't have Babbage's, Babbage's and like electronics it. boutique. Were electronics in boutique. Mm-hmm. Um, an old hot topic. An Aladdin's palace. Arcade. Oh, Aladdin's palace. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So if it was like all of that, I'm going back every weekend. Yeah. Yeah. If it's like that hardcore. They have they have a Mervin's. Wait for it, California. Yeah. A Mervin's, California. <laughs> who would care about a Mervin's? But so yeah, because like even our parents, who who like Disneyland, that's still like they didn't live during the time of Main Street. But they're maybe fascinated by and the, yeah. So 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 I think yeah, when you were going in the fifties, there was a much higher percentage of people that had lived through the time period it was representing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. So I and it's, and was... it's like the most like clean, idealized version of it. Yes, there's no problems there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, all right, so in asking that question, what, what, what were the hits? What were getting people to leave Disneyland and talk about Disneyland. I think that brings us to the big dog. Mm. I was wondering, like, oh, are we wrapping up? Or no, are we no, just no, building no, up no. this? Are we, uh, no, is no, this no, its no. own? No, no, no. Is it the should, wizard? Look, is it should the, be its own, but it it we'll do it here. Own. We'll do it here. <laughs> Let's do it. If we can, if we can contain ourselves. Uh, uh, oh, we're going to get really nervous. <laughs> and that is, okay, we're going to buckle. We're going to buckle <laughs> even talking about it while we'll ease ourselves in because we're talking about a store called the Intimate Apparel Shop. Mm-hmm. But what did the Intimate Apparel Shop contain but the incredible, the immortal, the wonderful Wizard of Bras? Is oh, there a way to turn these studio lights red? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> turn up the heat on us in here? <laughs> and the table is a red table talk. We're getting real. We're getting real about bras. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, Disneyland had a bra store. I mean, what it said, okay, so outside of the store says, oh, we got a picture of this. If you, yeah, yeah. If, if, you can, if you can pull it up, the, the outside, there's like people standing on the steps or something. And the, uh, well, here we go. There's, the, well, there's the wizard. There's the wizard, uh, CV Wood in front of him, an early, uh, important figure in early Disneyland who, um, I later went on to other projects outside of Disney, and I have heard described alternately as an interesting character in 
kind of a con man, <laughs> but I haven't yeah. really dug into. I, I, yeah, me neither. I, yeah, I need to learn. Oh, that, yeah, that's, Wood. yeah, that's yeah. a good tease. For, we'll figure out what's up with C.V. Wood. Um, but okay, so this exhibit was sponsored by the Hollywood Maxwell Bra Company, and they had the tagline, The Wizard of Bras. The viewers can see that here. Uh, um, include, and with this odd piece of, of art, where we are looking at uh, two women, one is in a bra, and one is in... The outside of the store says, Torsolette, a word I have never heard in my life. I mm. guess that is a, a corset. I believe what that's what about. I would it's think it is. It's an old-timey way. But uh, a lovely torsolette, and these uh, it's very bridal. It says the bride chooses bras for beauty's sake. The whisper wardrobe, <laughs> lavished in lace, wooing a wide world of fashion with straps to with blah, blah, blah. But anyway, the, the headline of what we're looking at right now is these two women kind of demure and looking down and changing into their beautiful torsolettes. But then there's a fucking creep behind him look out the it one of the it follows creatures is behind you <laughs> there is a murderer <laughs> pressed against foggy glass i don't know exactly uh looks sort of like eric idol like making a goofy face uh uh like big wide eyes and is that the wizard of bras is that that's the, that's yes, that's is. the yeah. wizard of bras there's a the, the Yesterland posts on this have a little illustration of him, and it's little. it's not much better. He's like a weird little, not quite a jester. Yeah, he's like he? um, he's, he's like Zoltar. He's like a dude. Yeah, go. he's like a little Zoltar. Zoltar yeah. He's a little like the person in the the medieval movie who it's like, oh, they're a total liar. <laughs> they're snake oil salesmen, yeah, and they're trying know. to weasel their way into becoming king. I wouldn't. Trust this man to sell you a brazier. Yeah. What's or, he do? Or, what, uh, a, a creepy attitude. I mean, if anything, he should be selling uh, uh, neck doilies, whatever the hell those are called. Yeah. You know, what, what Shakespeare wore. What are neck? I mean, is it neck doilies? <laughs> Why not? Oh, I know you're that thing. Oh, yeah. yeah I don't you know. know. Those, those puffies that people wore. That's a good question. Dumb in old dumb times. That is a very good question. But when, then what's he holding in this picture? Is it a key? Is it a leech? <laughs> is he trying to make these women have leeches? Is it like You're a, not beautiful enough. Let the leech suck more beauty. Is there, suck the ugly out of you. I will remain young forever. <laughs> well, in the illustrated one, he has a like it looks like he's holding a needle. Like a weird little, a yeah, like, rubber, like like stringing it through his yeah, ears. I don't know What's he what doing? Oh yeah, right. Like, he's pulling a needle through his ears. <laughs> it's like an old circus trick. What are you doing wizard of does bronze? one of the cor- the torso let does it like unlock like some sort of chastity belt maybe from the back and he's like I've locked you in, <laughs> a knot will unlock until your wedding night. <laughs> Your uh, groom's in for a nasty surprise. Only I have the key. Uh, <laughs> I will be there at all your important moments. I am the wizard. <laughs> He's really a great Disney villain. He should be up there with a Chernabog. Quite frankly, he's like, one of the, yeah. He's a, he is a scary. I mean, yeah. They should be using him in Phantasmic. Why not? We he's should have seen the, the Wizard of Bros fight Mickey. He's in an, Phantasmic, an evil champion of women's chastity. Yeah. Uh, he's you really can... strange. And then, can we go back to that other photo where he's on the steps? There's some stuff to to analyze here. Um, so 
I guess this is the same guy, but now he's got like a big cartoon head. And oh, there's the needle. Okay, we're doing some sleuthing here. He's okay. holding that same needle. So I that's mean, an important. Yeah. And yeah, of course, there's Hernan J. Norris. Herndon. 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 Jay Norris. And they're uh, both look. They're both staring at a bug going by. I don't president know of doing. the Hollywood Maxwell Brazier Company. Uh, also, should be noted the designer at the Hollywood Maxwell's company, who would often go to Paris, you know, fashion shows and stuff, was named Theo Devo. Cool. Wow. Yeah, that's a cool name. Ooh, neat. The, I mean, the, the the without a picture of the Wizard of Bras putting the needle through his head, I think it it's like it's a knitting needle. Right, he's sewing. I he's sewing so. the torso. Yeah. Yes, right. And, but I mean, it would help if it was some string attached to it, and there were like two like knitting needles. But mm-hmm. I assume that's what's going on. Now we're getting into a more fun territory with the full picture of this character because he's like wearing fishnets, yeah. right? So that's fun. He's There's, he's wearing the products like stockings. Yeah, yeah. Is this the same character as the character from the other picture, though? Yeah, I think this. Well, this looks like a walk around one, but there was like a mechanized one, right? I, I think we're looking at the mechanized. We are one, looking at. Okay. I don't know because it's the best photo that exists. Yeah. Of that, and 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 by the way, and just in your question, Mike, of who is the real Wizard of Bras? I also saw one that's just like a cone, and who's just like a little car- cute cartoon He's a cute, guy, like a left breast of a bra. Mm, I wouldn't say that, even though this company did sell the 50s pointy bras. I I wouldn't say that because he was longer than those would probably be. He was just a cone. He looked like a big wizard's hat, but then the the top part of him was his own little wizard's hat. Okay, so it wasn't like a Madonna cone bra I don't think he was one breast of a cone bra, no. (laughs) Um, So there's a lot of ways to represent, like Mickey, there's a lot of different wizards of bras. Yeah. Um, now, while this picture is up for people viewing this, that man on the right who's uh, looking at an ant infestation, the one in the darkest suit, he is the voice of the Wizard of Bras. So I don't know this for sure, but my best guess is that there was a mechanized figure that looks like, or that it is, this stocking-clad vizier, whatever you wanted to say yeah. he is. Who would tell you about the history of underwear and intimate apparel. Mm-hmm. And with this guy's voice, which you can only imagine is like, I don't wear a bra. Like, how else is he going to sound? Um, and a couple things here. Um, well, first of all, there's info about this on a, on the Ripley's Believe It or Not website. Because, then, by the way, Wizard of Bra is one of these things. If there's ever a list of the weirdest things ever at Disneyland, Wizard of Bra is in there, definitely. Yes. If not number one. So you see it a lot. Not, But still not a lot of info to pull from it. But it was enough that Ripley's Believe It or Not talked about it. And they called the little show that you watched an underwear history lesson. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And... Uh, Let's see. So uh, there was a couple bits to this. It was not. It was a store where you could buy bras and torsolettes. Mm-hmm. So you could do that. But there was also like a demonstration aspect to it. One bit seems to be that you would look into 3D illusion boxes and you would like turn your head in the illusion box or like one of those pens you would get. It mm-hmm. makes mm-hmm. ladies' clothes disappear. Of course. Yeah. So you would look one way. 
and it was a woman fully clothed. And then you'd look another way, and she was just in a corset and pantaloons. Okay. So you so it was a place in early Disneyland, an opening day Disneyland, where you put your head in a box and watched a woman undress. It was a peep show. It was a little peep show. It was a little <laughs> wow, peep there show. There you go. Yeah. And you'd think they'd lean into like, and this stuff is utilitarian, and society's uh, opinions have changed on it from here to there, and that's it. But they are a little bawdy about it all. They mm-hmm. are a little body, and oh, Jason's so getting emotional and upset about it. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> How could they? This is, they're grooming. I it's mean, grooming. It seems like there, there, there were some interviews. Um, uh, uh, websites would note it that like they would talk to people who worked there, talk to cast members at the time, and they'd be like, "Okay, yeah, like the parents and the kids like didn't really care. Uh, the grandmothers would giggle." And the older, uh, the grandpas would be scandalized that this was here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess that's just a sign. That's progress for you. <laughs> like, that seems to be the... Grandpas vibe. were scandalized. They were, they were like, I'm so they, upset with this. I need to keep upset. looking. They were just like, oh, I can't be in here. I have to get <laughs> out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you're discussing, you're describing passages from a Disney-produced article from an internal newspaper called Disneyland News with the headline, If Hubby is Shy, Watch Him at Main Street Corset Shop. (laughs) Hubby is so shy. Hubby (laughs) is shy in the corsetaria. Um, It's just a weird article in general. Uh, But it's the older generation of men who are the most polite. They invariably remove their hats upon entering the store. Oh, there's pantaloons <laughs> nearby. I best remove my hat. I mean, people would remove their hat anytime they went in anywhere. Like, I don't... That's old free people's yeah, favorite thing to enforce is hats on they or hats loved off. It, and they loved getting apoplectic at, like, the guy hasn't taken his hat off in this diner, in this 24-hour diner. Yeah, me, yeah meals ruined, birthdays ruined, any occasion destroyed because a guy, like, 100 feet away had a hat on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If uh, uh, if you could have like monitored everyone's blood pressure as they walked in there, I bet it would have jumped thirty points. I need to calm down. I need to go get some <laughs> some tobacco. Some, some three doors ve- up. Some baby veal. Yeah. <laughs> I need to calm down with some baby veal. Sir, uh, you can't eat baby veal in the store. You're spilling it on the torsolettes. It is crazy. I mean, it's. I'm sure people have said this, and I'm maybe we've like. Walt famously didn't want Annette Funicello to wear a two-piece bathing suit because she would show her midriff in movies. Mm-hmm. But he had a bra store where you could see, I mean, maybe they weren't showing their belly. He was upset with the belly. You put your head in a box. He would have happily had Annette wear whatever, but you have to have a special box to view it. But if it's a, a room... <laughs> Open to anyone. Was it and a grandpa or a hubby might walk in and be scandalized? <laughs> was it some sort of a box that would protect you from Jesus, like Jesus's scorn, like how um, Professor X or Magneto has a helmet to protect him from Professor X? <laughs> mm. So if you put yourself in this box that would protect you from religious or God's scorn, yeah. you could gawk at a woman's bare belly. Yeah, I think so. Well, there's, you know, if you can make you can make Jesus sort of magically appear right in items when you want to. So, yes, you could by virtue of that, you could make him disappear from a box. So Walt could have like a priest like bless a box, a reverse blessing or something, or have like a, a church of Satan guy 
bless the box to prevent Jesus from getting into the box. So whatever hubby does in that box, Jesus doesn't find out about. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. We got, we're opening in three days. We haven't had the church of Satan <laughs> chase Jesus out of the boxes. Yeah. Out of the bra boxes. Now I don't go for you, you characters a lot of the time, but there's one thing I need you to do. <laughs> You're good at to chasing Christ away. Protect hubbies when they're getting a peek. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want Jesus here in the bra store. So please put us put a first put a spell on him to ensure that their hats get removed. Because <laughs> if they don't, their hats are going to fly off. It's going to blow off their heads. Steam will come out their ears. We need a satanic draft in the at the entrance of the store, <laughs> and it'll blow hats back. Then. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he, this is stuff Walt had to deal with. He apparently was against having this store. He did not want this to be here, but he had to flesh out the street. There had to be things in the street. Sure, he was yeah. against it. Ho- He's Hollywood, the guy in charge. the story. Hollywood makeup maven Max Factor, the actual Max Factor, like, told him to fuck off. And it's like, okay, I guess we can't have a makeup shop. <laughs> uh, what else? What else do mom, grandma, and little Sally like? <laughs> Pantaloons. Uh, I don't know. They like dre- uh, underwear. <laughs> they need dresses and Laces, underwear. doilies. <laughs> Undergarments. They uh, smoke cigarettes. Oh fuck, we already have that. <laughs> women say women in the park should smoke cigarettes with little bits of lace at the end. <laughs> Late, cig- cigarettes. There were we'll more. Fire again at Disneyland due to the lace cigarette trend. <laughs> like a like there should have been. <laughs> there were other things he could have done if you really like putting like putting pudding works. Someone's like a pudding store. On sure. Main Street. They didn't have to put this here. There's he no was pretending he didn't be. want this here. Mm-hmm. Second candy store. Sure. Or soda fountain. The, the, you know what? Between the carnation ice cream and the pharmacy, there wasn't that I could. I'm sure there was like, you know, regular fountain soda, but there wasn't like an old timey, you know. Yeah. No room. Sarsaparilla. I still think pudding thing. works is a good choice. If so, they like, had just a full-time pudding, right? Yeah, J, a good Disneyland pudding place. JL Puddings Pudding Works or there, something. There are a couple pudding places in Los Angeles. Really? I think, yeah. Where? Do you know? Santa Monica? Hmm. I don't know. Is One it like hipster chain. pudding? Like, I think it's like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> a pinkberry version pudding, of pudding. So like you load it with toppings pudding. and stuff. Yeah. Interesting. High-end Silver Lake <laughs> hipster pudding. Yeah. You heard it. I, have, I, I did not know about this trend, the, but we got to go. The thing that's like $2 at the grocery store, guess what? They found a way to make it $10. Man, I wonder, is there like a Mike Gambusa of pudding? Or oh. is that maybe you? Could be. Yeah, yeah. The door's open. Yeah. J.M. Uh, Sheridan's Pudding Works. J.M. Trifles. Uh, J.M. Sheridan's Trifle World. <laughs> Puddings and trifles. The Wizard of Trifles. Um, before we wind it down, th- there's a clip that we have, if we could play that, because there's no audio of the what then the Wizard of Bras did so it which is very upsetting that we can't look at that character and then know how gruff and william frawley yes his but what if was. there was some even weirder audio yeah, that it, people <laughs> cannot seem to find the or it seems like the most i found was this may have been at a print on demand kiosks this was possibly part of when they did i guess the 50th anniversary or around then you could burn a cd you could pick what tracks you wanted on a cd 
mm-hmm. and burn it. And this might have been one of them. Which could have been like a song from a, a ride or it's Grim Grinning Ghost or something. But then it could also be this odd 90 second snippet of the Wizard of Bra's show. So this isn't the wizard. Let's be clear. She's setting up the the wizard. Uh, so I don't I don't remember a lot of what this is, but let's just experience it together. Look in the mirror and see the story of fashion. Like all stories, it has two sides. But since fashion is a lady, the world can only know half of it. The uh, truth is that even to you, in Granny's day, secrets. being a doll required a lot of pull. Being a doll Those nineties were supposed to be gay. But it took a lot of work to be stylish, and most of it was undercover, as this makes clear. Every there's never been a needless to say, Granny's secrets were well hidden. Why she turned green with envy if she could see the lift today's girl gets from our low-cut Viet. I want you to pause. It's designed for wear under a casual sweater or deep-throated shirt. Then, for a change of mood. There's the new and intoxicating pink champagne that lends its own sweet shape to you. You see, modern girls have so many fashions to choose from, it takes a wizard to keep them in shape. That's why Hollywood Maxwell designs a bra for every fashion. To see them all, just ask at your favorite store for Hollywood Maxwell, the Wizard of Bras. My favorite store. Favorite store, yeah. My 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 favorite store is Fry's Electronics. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I could ask them for Hollywood Maxwell bras. I no. went into the Woolworths and said, "Do you have Hollywood Maxwell's bras?" And they're like, <laughs> "No." <laughs> that's let's. One thing that's striking me from that is that that music. I was going to say the music is so. <laughs> that's still like used as like lazy comedy music in certain movies yeah like Mm -hmm. you're like oh god the comedy music yeah good old sneak around (laughs) sneak around music yeah it is sneak around music but it is trying to lighten the mood it's trying to lighten the mood of this like delicate uncomfortable well you know the hijinks that you know like Steve Martin might get into uh, mm. uh, tr- try to get his way at the wedding and father mm. of the bride. Yes. Dunk, 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 dunk. But in this case, it's the hijinks of of a woman uh, hiding uh, hiding her, tr- giving herself some pull for hubby. <laughs> 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 a woman, but you can only know half of a woman. <laughs> What is this? It's just clothes. I, I don't know. It's so the country. Humans are so fucked. Like it's just clothes. <laughs> Come on. Like uh, I mean, I'm not saying like when I was younger and you like walk into a Victoria's Secret, I wouldn't be like, what am I? I gotta. I can't look at anything. Like I was like that. But like this is society I live in. This is the society. Here's what you need to do, ladies. Spend spend an hour and a half getting little hooks and pulleys. <laughs> to make it like jam around your body, make you very uncomfortable all day so that you can sort of look like you are half a pound lighter. <laughs> I wonder if Hollywood Maxwell had the reputation that I have heard uh, women talk about Victoria's Secret go like, it fucking sucks. <laughs> like none of the mm. sizes are correct. They don't measure you right. Um. Like you go to an actual 
apparel, like women's apparel store, actual like bra shop. They're like, you've been wearing the wrong size bra for two decades. <laughs> You're saying like teen mall employees that work there might not be measuring people correctly. Yeah, it might not be totally correct. Yeah. Well, the Hollywood Maxwell bras from these pictures, if if I'm gathering things correctly, they were the perfect size and shape for women's pyramid-shaped breasts. Of course, Which yes. I assume that they had until the year 1959 or so. Yeah, until they, they yeah. evolved to be less pointy. Until the before. 60s when they started burning bras. <laughs> like, <laughs> they were burning... They started over as the Great Revolution. No, insane, we had to reinvent yeah. what they were even like. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What a strange place and show. Oh, but, but here, just before we wrap up, one thing that's interesting about this... This odd, creepy show with that VO, bu- 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 and I don't know, and then whatever the wizard sounded like. Though I And I don't know what the wizard did, but he at least probably like turned or shook around violently. But he was mechanized. And keep in mind, in 1955, there were not mechanized characters right. at Disneyland. Lincoln was uh, almost a decade to go. No Enchanted Tiki Room. So it's possible, possible that technically the first audio animatronic was the Wizard of Bras. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Again, don't know what he did. Probably just like uh, his ears (laughs) steamed. Yeah. (laughs) At the the mere thought of like a, you know, of a a half inch of skin revealing Uh itself. If he rotated and made the sound of like an axe being sharpened, like it was just (laughs) horrifying. He he sparked. He would spark. Uh Uh, Again, if those sparks tumbled into the the, the barber shop, into the barbicide. He's the first first ever robot that could get horny. That's what we're trying to say. He's the first. (laughs) Now we have many robots like that, but back then that was very rare if you look and if you played that like tinkling little music you were allowed to be a little horny yes disneyland could have a little horny as a treat if you had that because it would make it comfortable without the soundtrack it what you going right to hell just society would fall apart Right. But unless you play the Mickey and Goofy sneaking around the haunted house music walt came into Imagineering one day and he goes here's what i need you to do we need to make a robot who's a little horny. <laughs> Not a lot. A little horny. Can we do it? All right. See you later. And he walked out and he went to see Hazel George and get his, his polo injury worked on. His laughing place. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, ladies. That's the presentation. Now all eyes on the wizard who's about to get hard. <laughs> Boy, Walperson. I said a little. I said a little. I didn't say anything about an erection. I'll allow a 20-degree angle. He can go 20 degrees up, not a full 90. Not a full one. (laughs) No full 90s, not on my watch. (laughs) Full. If I see a 90, we're shutting the store down. (laughs) Roy Roy comes in. He's like, this is too expensive to give a robot a boner. (laughs) Walt, we're going broke here. The Bank Bank of America won't won't allow this. This I'll ask him for 50 grand more. No problem. (laughs) Here's what I'll do. I'll stage a robbery. (laughs) 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 I'll fake... All right. fake robbing the bank so we can pay for this wizard robot boner. (laughs) If the chicken of the sea people can cut the amount of tuna used on sandwiches in half, we'll save ourselves a bundle. (laughs) Have a scoop, fellas. (laughs) We we got rusty robotic erections to pay for. (laughs) Well, I think that's a little window into what Main Street was like Uh back in the early. It was exactly 
like that. That's and right. if you if you manage to not get sparks in your eyes that flew off mm-hmm. of the Wizard of Bras, you could have yourself a, a pretty nifty day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You survived Podcast the Ride. Um, and thank you for putting up with an episode that did not have full host content, much like a, a chicken of the seed sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was thin uh, on host for a little a bit, little but I hope host. it was a sumptuous meal anyway. Mm-hmm. I uh, I want to apologize to everyone for my little secrets. Um, <laughs> well, I will be on all the episodes going forward, <laughs> unless other little secrets get in the way. <laughs> little secret, sorry. Okay. Little secret. Well, uh, to, uh, while we wait to see if he makes good on that or or buckles, you can find us uh, on all the socials at Podcast The Ride. Merch is available in our T public store. This video will be up on the Forever Dog YouTube. And we've got a YouTube, and I'll put it on a playlist there. You'll find it. You'll figure it out. And for three bonus episodes every month, check out Podcast The Ride, The Second Gate, uh, at patreon.com slash podcast the ride. I've also got our new tier club three where you get mm-hmm. one more bonus episode every month. Um, well, what a wonderful trip Time into the yeah. past. I hope that it was an entertaining look at things that were largely not entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> but did keep the lights on. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And leeches. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.